like structured team battles so you can yeah. actually like practice stuff man that that's honestly insane or even just like practicing what like 1v1 I mean, pvp with you people basically create an arena <laughs> with this like you could basically, basically yeah. create an arena yeah yeah but like in a less sort of chaotic way if you want to like practice <laughs> oh specific God. things no rat Dude, labs tournament awesome. guys no crabbing no crab <laughs> everyone get in the lobby no crabbing though <laughs> guys no crabbing hey billy are you crabbing i see you. billy get off that control key no it's not remember church it's not it's not crabbing it's it's crouching crouching <laughs> it's crown it's crouching now <laughs> he's like it's like cringe but crunching <laughs> Crunching, crouching, crouching, crouching only. No crab anymore. So it's just crouching now. Welcome to Scab Talk. This is game from Targa Podcast. We continue to focus on developing the game, patch up analysis, theory crafting, and general gameplay discussions. My name is Church. I'm one of your hosts. I am a video editor for a uh, Tarkov YouTuber named Airwing Marine. I'm Gigabeef, a talk of YouTuber helping everybody get better at the game and delving into obscure and interesting mechanics that for some reason people like listening to and watching. Welcome to the show, everybody. It is another week of Tarkov, and this time we have lots of things to talk about. I don't even know how we're going to fit everything in because I normally we have a few points, and today the list is absolutely enormous. I listen to the Tarkov TV. I guess I'm presuming you, that you listen to Tarkov TV as well, Mr. Church. I'm yeah. you did. Yeah. Um, but did you do it like, did you listen to it live? Did you listen to it while um, you were editing? I like, up and it was like two thirds of the way completed. So they're in the last third of it. Um, so I saw that and then I rewatched. I'd scrubbed through basically and yes, I edited a video. I'd spent all day yesterday working on that. Yeah. Really big, yeah. long-winded Airwing Marine. <laughs> <laughs> say that lovingly of course but um of course yeah. of course uh, yeah yeah i, I caught that's most a 20 of minute it. one i think that just came out right yeah is it 20 minutes god i, I thought so, it was 28 yeah. minutes but that's if it's 20 that's a lot better than what my mind was telling me oh maybe i thought i think it was 20 when i saw it and i was like oh that's a long week out but because yeah, um, yeah. it is quite a long week out for but there's just is. so much to say but yeah i i was there from the start i it actually kind of Ended up working out for me because, well, sort sort of. I thought that it was, so it said 4.30 GMT. I was like, oh, this is perfect because I start streaming at 1 and then I mm -hmm. finish at 4.30. But today I'll just get like special dispensation from the wife. To be fair, I actually asked her and I was just like, so, you know, this thing that I said was, was going to be on, whatever. I was like, I'm really, I'm going to stay on for and stream for it because it's like, it makes sense. She was like, oh, yeah, I just assumed you were going to anyway. I was like, oh, cool. That, that's good. That, make, that's, <laughs> that makes sense. Um. But then when we got kind of closer to it, it was about like 3 p.m. my time. And yeah. people were like, hey, you know, when's Talk of TV started? We had like the waves of people coming in being like, hey, when's Talk of TV? Hey, hey, streamer, when's Talk of TV? Hey, when's Talk of TV? Which is quite funny. And then um, the first couple of people, I was just like, yeah, yeah, it's an hour and a half. Yeah, it's an hour and a half. Yeah, it's an hour and a half. And then some of my chat were just like, are you sure it's not in two and a half hours? And I was just like, oh, yeah, I think so. Why? What's the deal? And then everyone was just kind of like, you're in British summertime, right? Which is like GMT plus one. I was like, oh yeah, whoops. So all these people were coming in. I told them that it was starting an hour early, which was pretty funny. So it ended up being like 5.30 my time. I was like, fine, I'll just I'll just stream games for another another hour. Um, completely random off the side. We had I had like eight minutes before the cast started. And I was like, there's always some warm-up time or whatever. So we just went in with like the samurai armor and the mm -hmm. tequila face mask, which my chat started lovingly referring to as the uh, the samurai welder, which is quite funny. <laughs> and um, ma I made the 50, the 50, um, the 50 drum mag juice cannon 
foul and i was just like i'm not i'm genuinely not going to ads this i just put a laser on it i was like i'm not going to ads at any point and just like ran through factory met like two guys just absolutely shredded them and then just like ran out it was it was really funny is that um, the zero ergo foul oh yeah this thing's got like negative whatever but i was like <laughs> yeah doesn't really matter right. yeah it doesn't matter anymore we know that going lower than mm -hmm. zero doesn't doesn't make any difference i didn't to be fair in that video i didn't actually check like arm stamina but again i wasn't going to ads i was like I'm not pressing the right click button at all mm -hmm. in this raid. I'm telling you now, I'm not going to press it once. So, um, yeah, we just like grilled through a load of people with a 50, 50 round drum. I just had two fifties. That was it. That was all I had. Two fifties and the, and the, and the meta file with, I, I think I ended up putting, I was like, just, just in case we put the, uh, the Cobra, the Cobra on it mm -hmm. with the shade. Cause I just had one. I was just like, oh, we'll just, we'll buy that. We'll put it on it just in case I need to try to snipe someone. I was like, I have absolutely no intention of, of using that. We're going to have, I mean, lasers on, point far, baby, running straight through people. It was good. So, um, so yeah, so then it started at like 5.30 and then uh, listened to the whole thing with chat, which was, which was pretty entertaining and, and kind, of, kind of cool. And then finished shortly afterwards after running another couple. Like, I just ran like one quick raid afterwards. Actually, I did the same again because um, I had the kit from the previous raid and there was like a bunch of stuff that was given out during the, the stream, which I'm, I'm sure people who were there loved and people who weren't there thinking god damn because it was like only active like you could put the promo codes in during the stream mm -hmm. into your profile page and you were unlocking stuff and there were five different codes but Nikita was like we're not going to do it as drops this time we're going to do it as uh, things you have to go on the profile page and as soon as he said those words the website blew up yeah. you know there was like a you know small mushroom cloud in the in the distance <laughs> from you know the server exploding or whatever and like the whole thing got taken down no one could log in like it was really difficult they ended up having to extend 15 minutes afterwards the codes because they were going to stop them as soon as the stream stopped. But people were like, I literally can't get into the website to do the last couple. And the last two were like actually juiced. Like one of them was the the thermal and then there was like a weapons case and stuff. So people were like, no, please extend it. So, Oh, really? I don't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So thank, thankfully they did because the, the last two were pretty good. But I mean, I do think in some ways, I, I, I guess it sort of rewards people who were there, but kind of unfair to give out like such good stuff to just the people who are like physically there. If you can't be there, if you feel like, damn, you know, like really... It's a pain, so... It's in the wipe. It'll be fine. Exactly, it's in the wipe, so it doesn't really matter anyway. Everything's going to be $1 soon, so it doesn't, it doesn't mm -hmm. matter. Um, so yeah, with, with all of that said, as exactly you alluded to, the most important piece of information from the entire content when being... When is wipe? When is wipe? Wipe is coming. Wipe is coming. We don't know exactly when. Mm -hmm. We don't know when, but wipe is coming it's soon nikita said the patch is nearly done we have to wait a little bit more they're fiddling around with some things we don't know what that means exactly but they're they're doing some more testing they're checking a few things out um and we'll see so i don't really know what that means he said wait for pre-wipe events basically so the wipe's not going to be tomorrow it's not going to be in two days time mm -hmm. we're going to have raiders or rogues or whatever some law or you know something's going to happen and Crazy people are going to appear <clears> on different <throat> maps and that kind of thing. And then everything, will, I assume they'll go through the usual pattern of crazy stuff happens. Everything then becomes really cheap after like a couple of days. And then the wipe happens after that. So maybe be for like three, three days, four days to a week, depending on exactly like how they want to do it. And that hasn't started yet. Um, so, so we will see. I mean, personally, I wouldn't like my expectations have really been pushed back after all the stuff that's happened. Um, mm -hmm. I was actually, actually just having and there was a Twitter thread going on at the moment with a nice guy talking about he was waiting to release a video because he was like they're gonna they should do some events this weekend because it makes total sense coming off the back of the other law <laughs> and 
um, Jesse replied to him being like, oh, I don't know, man, it sounds like we might have to wait a couple of weeks. And uh, I even have pitched in and been like, I really, and I'll repeat it here, I really don't think that, after, like, after the last month, BSG, it seems, just are not prioritizing law-based momentum or law-based community momentum, which by, I mean, you know, You've got the Lightkeeper oh. event, and then that should lead into the patch, and da 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 da, right. all this stuff. Like those things that you would think make sense from like a community hype perspective, they just don't seem to be prioritizing that, and and that's fair enough, right? Maybe they're prioritizing making sure that everything works before they release it, you know, all of that kind of thing, and they don't really know when they're going to be ready, so it makes it very hard to do that kind of thing in a coordinated way that would make the most sense from like the outside's perspective. I don't know. Right. So I, I, my expectations just in terms of when they're going to do this stuff has been really pulled back quite considerably um and so i'm just i'm not expecting it and you know for a week or two or whatever and it's just going to come when it comes i'm i'm not i'm not bothered now i'm not bothered so I, you know it's not like i'm upset or anything i just don't think that there's necessarily any link between when we get law what that means for the updates like when the things come like we just we just have to wait and see i mean and and some I feel like they are they were successful in generating hype. It's just the hype led to nothing, more or less. Um, like it it feels like it hasn't resolved, in other words. Yeah. Um, but as far as like all the events having some type of lore and story, like Rizzy, like there for a while, like the Rizzy storyline was getting really interesting. Like, you know, when they first mm. did it, then he was like on factory and capture, like I didn't even know the name of the guy, I was like, whatever, it's just a, you know, another resident sleeper, another lore event, you know what I mean? But now, <laughs> once it had, like, multiple storylines and a lot of things happened, like, okay, you know, this is, like, this is gearing up to something. Um, <laughs> and then there's sort of, like, a funny thing with Nice Guy and the whole Nuke Nuke storyline. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which is just, I don't know, I don't, I don't want to, like, put Nice Guy on blast or anything, but, you know, it's just, like, L L L L is kind of like the meme meme lord of me is feeling right now because dude that was like <laughs> I like I was just like casually talking to the airwing about it and I was like dude I was I, when I've made the like arena you know guess so I was like oh I think they're gonna mm-hmm. guess arena seeing the nice I think I said this last week seeing the nice guy stuff I was like you know what this stuff makes makes way more yeah. sense and then it's all of a sudden it's just like I don't know maybe that's I I I kind of think that. That was just like some pure cult, you know, uh, shit going on right there. That was some pure cult shit, but it was, it's, I think it's fun still, but it is kind of weird because it was like a hype event driven by the community, not by BSG. Like it was completely fabricated. So it seems, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to like say that definitively. It's just kind of. <sighs> Weird. Yes and no, but like they, BSG were the ones that did all the thumbnails on the YouTube videos, right? Like I, I feel bad for Nice Guy because. A lot of what he said made sense. And I was like, you know, I'm I'm not like fully into it necessarily. I think it was because I'd already been a little bit burnt by the Lightkeeper thing. And I was just like, this would this would be so cool if the if the Lightkeeper thing happens and then the expansion happens straight after that. They keep the no traders on. Because I had this whole like image in my head of like the way it could have worked, right? But like Lightkeeper's the only trader. It's like the end of the wipe. And so, you know, there's no other traders. You have to go to him and that like drives some kind of player progression and da And none of that happened at all. And so then when this stuff happened with like and, you know, um, had lots of people getting involved. Like, one peg was involved with it as well. And I was just like, the things that these guys are saying makes total sense to me, you know? It's like, and if it, and if it happens, then that's going to be really sick. But, like, I didn't really necessarily, like, get involved per mm-hmm. se. So I do, but I, so I just feel kind of bad for him because it's just like, 
it all makes sense. Like their logic was pretty good. I mean, I know some people were saying like after the fact, like, oh, well, you know, that the, the last zero doesn't necessarily have to be a D and all this stuff. But like, I mean, it was pretty blatant, right? Like, you, you well, know, what, back then with the information we had, like, I don't know. What was, because but here's my understanding is that they linked the cultists in the books, I think. The cultists like um, believe in the blue light. We won't, I don't want to yeah. stay too long on this top, topic. And then, Okay. There is a date within the BBSG stuff, whatever they were putting out, the, the thumbnails, that linked up with like this blue nuclear, I can't even remember what it was. It was like some rocket that had like a big blue meaning light. Yeah, um, yeah. I think it was like June, the was it June the, uh, da, 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 the 4th or something? Right. Or I don't know. And it was like... But and it's that like, was, uh, you took something... You know, here's like one lore thing not brought up directly in this. This was like just a known fact. And then you're going to take a different fact and like these things match. So this must, it makes sense. I don't know. It's just, well, it was this even is more, how conspiracy it was even more that, theories I know, I know. But that, that's kind of like the two, for me, that's like, yeah, if it had been that like incidental, then that mm-hmm. would have been like, you know, you build the structure and then it's just like flimsy like this or whatever. But the fact that like it's said in the thing, like long live the H-O-O-O, right? Which is either like, hood or whatever long, long live the hood makes sense because of the cultists the bomb was literally called the hood so they blew yes. off right yes. so it's like I, that was the I thing that, that was the link that made it like way more compelling and so i feel bad for them because i was just like it made a lot of sense it looked and bsg had been known to do this kind of thing like long in the past to link these kind of things together and mm-hmm. there was like yeah to convert from base 64 and all this stuff like what was the point of making a code if it didn't actually mean anything maybe it will still mean something i don't know but the law like I almost feel like in the back of my mind, in a sort of like a non-hyped way, I feel that like all of this stuff was maybe intended once upon a time to have come in a particular order, but then because it then has to fit the development cycle as well, it then ended up being way more spread out than they expected it to be potentially. So all of this stuff could still actually all be related to that, but just it's it's been so extended out that now it doesn't really make sense anymore to do. So it still could be a thing that happens um, at some point and then it, it has some impact, but I don't know. I, I feel that I just, yeah, as I said, I just feel bad for them because it, it made it made a lot of sense to me. I could totally see where they yeah, were going with same. the logic. I understood exactly like why they thought the things they did. And it made, it's made so much sense for BSG to do stuff after these yeah. at like three different points. Um, and then when the final one was just like, you know, encircled, you know, you will witness it, you know, the blue flame thing, like the beryllium bomb with the, the blue and like the long live the hood and all this stuff and then the mm-hmm. arena it was just like well what was even funnier eh? is did you see the screenshot you know all those like drone white and black images that they kept oh, yeah. teasing it was the le- different parts of the letters for letters in arena. arena which yeah, was yeah. like it's it, it's almost like they were either like alluding to a real thing in the future or this stuff like the HOO is like related to arena or like you know these things were some future alina lore alternatively they were just screwing with people i don't know there's Maybe. there's so many possibilities it's just yeah we're just going to have to see what happens with the wipe and the events that are in the wipe because it's mm-hmm. quite possible that the events in the wipe 
have something to do with it and that this wipe will be a little different in the way that the law comes through and they're like oh, the reason for wipe because normally we get a reason for wipe right you get like a letter from the un saying you know cease and desist on all activities da, 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 right, da, da, right, um, right. that kind of thing so you know there's definitely definitely possibility because i think last last time we had there was like a ship that was like impounded or something with like weapons mm-hmm. coming into eft in the novinsk region and stuff so there was like some law rationale build up so this time it could be cult based and could, it would make yeah. sense if it's to like keep a like right. a patch anyway anyways <laughs> anyway let's, let's move on to the the actual yes. uh, patch itself so that we're not going on this too long so I've, i kind of like reordered it a little bit like from the notes that i'd made so it would make a little bit more sense i mean mm-hmm. timings wise basically said yeah so I just went through it super quick, like wipe with the patch. We don't know when the patch is almost done. We have to wait a bit more. We have to wait for the pre-wipe events. Not too long for streets. On Twitter, he said before autumn, but like no right. one knows what that means. They're optimizing it, and it's not properly playable at the moment. And it's it's basically all performance problems that they that they're trying to fix, which is no surprise, I don't think, to yeah. anybody. Yeah. Um, because trying to get forty PMCs, but maybe it won't even be that to start with. But getting forty PMCs eventually on the map and it being so huge, and understanding the performance problems that Lighthouse has had. I don't think it's anybody's. Nobody should be surprised that Reese mm-hmm. has got some some issues there. Um, and then another one other interesting thing was the Summer Games Fest, which is like nothing has come out to be nothing at all. They were supposed to be showing the Arena Trader at Summer Games Fest. It got cut, so they showed it early. Basically, um, those are the only kind of like timing things that, that I wanted to mention first, just in terms of the ordering, because I think that's mm-hmm. really it. But everything everything else is pretty much just right. actual content. So, um. I guess, I get well, he started with Arena. He did like a real quick fire Arena uh-huh. set of things. Um, so, I mean, I don't mind how we do this, really. We can just kind of like go through each point. If there's something interesting, we can dwell. But otherwise, we can just kind of like rattle through. Um, but let's just start. Let's just start with Arena. So sure. Arena was announced. We knew this last time. We said it was going to be tested in three months. Like he did like quick fire Q&A on various questions. First one being that, so the Arena testers, it's, Sounds like it's going to be like mostly ETS people, right. maybe like active ETS testers, and right. then also potentially some other people. I guess like the big guys, right? I suppose yeah. landmark willers, um, those type of people. I, I guess so, which kind of makes sense. Yeah, um, it makes I sense. do hope. I hope in the same way as like the other ETS tests that it actually does get enough airtime because I do think that they have a problem with ETS and the fact that there's not really any incentive for people to do it especially content creators because right. you can't stream it or make content about it or, or <clears throat> anything right so you have to do it in your spare time so to speak yeah. you can't overlap it with anything you're doing it makes it kind of hard to get anybody who is like really experienced to want to do right. it actively and in a really really good way like spend like you know 50 hours in it I, th- I think it's a struggle to get people to do it so i just hope we don't have the same thing that we do with inertia where i mean i didn't i don't really mind inertia that much to be honest with you but um, as much as a lot of other people, but still, the fact that it got tested in ETS and then people weren't happy with it when it came out, it's like, well, either you spent more time in ETS or they should have figured out a better way of doing it. But I don't, I don't, I don't know really how they do that. So we'll just, yeah. we'll just have to see. Um, one thing that interested me because I was actually talking about this with my chat, not this stream, but the stream before, basically saying because arena is coming i actually think it's very much a no-brainer to get eod now if you don't have it just from like uh yeah. getting all of the future expansions like if it's on sale i was i was saying actually if it's going to be on sale um because we didn't know when arena well we they said it was going to be like three months before it's being tested so we don't even know when it's coming out so by the time the arena comes out you probably will have the opportunity to go through a sale and get uh, you know an upgrade from eod from standard because right. that i don't think it's that much like i upgraded to eod 
in a sale. Um, I think otherwise it's like, you know, it's pretty pricey. I think it's like, for me, it's, it was about 60 pounds. I thought 65 pounds, not, mm. not on sale to upgrade. I think in a sale, it's like 40 or something. Which is like kind of much more compelling. Like if Arena's going to be 20 and it's 40 to upgrade to EOD in the sale, you just think, well, half the cost is covered. Like I was going to buy Arena anyway. Um, and I get like a free option on all future content. I don't know. Like it seems yeah. like a no-brainer. And and then also, um, which we'll touch on <coughs> later, but the, the co-op, the co-op mode, which which you get yeah. as well. Um, yeah. they may not change that later, so who knows? But we'll we'll talk about that in a bit. Um so that's it, that's the interesting thing. And and he said about EOD specifically that EOD will be removed once the game releases on 1.0. So that you still actually have more time. You, you mm-hmm. still have more time. It's not quite as like, because I was, part of my rationale for saying that to people was that we don't really know when EOD is going to be removed. Like, will it be removed with Arena? And then like, maybe you've missed your chance to get like all the free DLC in the future. Like maybe yeah. there'll be lots, who knows? Like no one really knows what the future of this game is going to be like. So I wouldn't be surprised like... if they still have a package that offers some type of progression upgrade that a section of EOD offers. like. If Maybe. it's a bigger gamma and stash or just a stash upgrade or, you know, the starting kit, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised either. I wouldn't be surprised either. Um, but you, you never really know. And so I was like, well, to mitigate against that, you know, you could get it now. But now that we know yeah. that it's not going to be removed until 1.0, you basically get that. If you want to upgrade it, then, then you can. I guess the thing is then you have to make the decision before buying Arena, whether just a straight upgrade to EOD right. or buy Arena once Arena is purchasable. Um, yeah. but that's a decision people can make later on um, when they see what the cost is. You know, if it's ten pounds <clears> or like fifteen USD or whatever, they think like, well, maybe it's not worth paying. You know, and it's it's not I missed the sale or something. It's not worth me paying like eighty US if it's fifteen dollars yeah. to get Arena, and I don't want EOD for whatever reason. So we'll see, we'll see. But I thought that was interesting because I was literally talking to that, talking to people about that very recently. <laughs> um. So yeah, it's going to be. A separate game, as mm-hmm. we know. Apparently you'll be able to switch to it easily from one from Tarkov to Arena if you're if you've got both. So it won't be too onerous. I guess you'll just be able to click a button and it'll like close one and open the other, I suppose. Because I guess they'll both be in the launcher. I, I would imagine. imagine, yeah. Um and um and that there's gonna be five to six maps. Three to four to start with, and then five to six in total, which is pretty sick. Mm-hmm. I think that's really cool. Yeah, I could see I mean, them like recycling. You know, I don't want to say recycling, but basically you take customs and make a customs yeah. inspiration arena map, you know, like yeah. maybe it's like crack house asset, stronghold asset, and then some new assets thrown in the mix, you know, but it's a completely, you know, new take quote unquote on customs. I could totally see them doing something like that with a bunch of the maps interchange. Yeah. Yeah, I agree, actually. And it's it's almost, yeah, it's like not free content, but, you know, you've got <clears throat> areas of the map that people like and enjoy and you can... Yeah, as you say, take the inspiration from that and make something in, in Arena for each one. You know, you have like an outside, because they said there's going to be some inside, some outside. So I guess you may have like a sort of woods one or an a customs one, shoreline one, whatever. I don't know. We'll see. But it'll be cool. And there's going to be like day and night as well. So there's going to be lots of variety. I think it's going to be kind of neat. Like I, I wasn't really expecting more than the two that they said or that they showed in the trailer. There was actually a bit of controversy about whether there was well, not controversy, yeah. but debate about whether there was one or two. I know Jesse was getting ragged on in his video he made, being like, yeah, there might be two maps. And everyone's, everyone's like, no, no dude, it's actually... obvious. Yeah. But um, he was vindicated, I think, because it was actually 
a, an airport and also a hotel kind of lobby like was mm. it called like equator or something or something like, like that yeah I, I forget but um and i think it's like if you look at like the panouts it's kind of obvious that there's two maps that they've shown yes. in sort of all looks the same when you're looking at it, it first glance could uh, be a hotel slash i was thinking a mall but i think a hotel actually makes more sense now maybe it is um, a mall i think it is either way actually. it could be a hotel slash mall inside an airport <laughs> but <laughs> looking at the footage because i did a ai upscale of the the oh. uh youtube video um the 4k <laughs> with some like oh, right. know, sharpening basically dlss dlss on a the way YouTube video. a simple way to be thought about yeah so um yeah and a lot of the 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 all the airport stuff looked really you know like s tier but the equator stuff looked like there was missing textures and like the there was like people in the balcony area yeah. of the, like the hotel slash mall that were like great like get grayscale or you know it, it, it that's what it okay. appeared to be and even like some of the wall textures looked like because <laughs> i also slowed it down um to 50 percent speed i think within my editor um but it, it just kind of looked like it wasn't quite complete because there wasn't a whole lot like you know the majority of the fights in that promo were on the uh, airport location yeah Exactly. The, the mall, so that's exactly. my thoughts on yeah. it. Yeah, so we'll see. Um, but I mean, it doesn't really matter because we know that there's going to be more now. So that mm -hmm. kind of the speculation is actually kind of a moot point, I suppose, in some in some ways. Mm -hmm. Um, next thing, the spectator mode after death, which is pretty neat. I don't exactly <clears throat> know what format that will take. Whether you're just locked to the person's Dear viewpoint. God. Please, for the love of God, whether do you not can actually do in, free cam, do not put in third person spectate or free cam spectate when you die. So then, oh my God, dude, I've played too many games where that's plagues competitive matches because the game just goes from like the first person to die is now the guy that sits that makes all the calls because he just watch like uh, <laughs> it's so annoying because you're playing a first person game. You, your teammate dies. Now you just sit behind cover while your teammate calls where they're at. He's like, oh, yeah, he's peeking. He's peeking. Now, you know, shoot shoot the doorway. And then you just pre-fire the doorway. And it's like, oh, it's just like, dear God, I hope they don't do that. Because it just completely ruins any team competitive. It's just not fun. God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. I mean, ima imagine you'll just be like locked to, to your team's viewpoint if you're active I in the match, I suppose. I hope. Outside yeah. of that, I don't know. It'd be cool if they put in kind of like commentator... Yeah, stuff. absolutely. You know, like, kind of like Dota 2 has whatever you got, like casting setup, or whatever. If they want it to be esportsy, then that'd be neat to add. Maybe they won't have that straight away because mm -hmm. that's not as important. But once they start doing tournaments in it, which they absolutely will, people definitely will do that. Um, then they should. Then they, it would be good to add those extra tools as well. Especially given that onto the next point, you can make custom games with friends. There's going to be no progression. I presume there will be no gear loss. We don't really know how Arena will work yet, but that is sick dude you can run like any of the scenarios you can just play with your friends it's like playing offline mode but you're doing pvp arena it'd be it's gonna be amazing I, th I think that's so good people can just like people can just play casually and chill like that's the thing that talk of kind of missing in, in yeah. many ways and i know that they never really wanted it to be like that right. but in the arena it's perfect and we're going to come on to more stuff about the main game as well which has also got something like this in it which is gonna be also amazing but this is like for arena it makes so much more sense um mm -hmm. and it's definitely definitely good to be able to just do custom games with friends which will be sick and of course no progression that's fine but mo most people just 
want to play right they just want to yeah. play and, and play with people they know or practice stuff or, or whatever just... um or yeah or run tournaments right it's like a, the perfect scenario in which to do so mm-hmm. yeah, yeah just uh getting somebody like if they have pve stuff too that'd be pretty cool you know you and your friends taking on all the scav bosses whatever you want to do yeah there's a lot of a lot of potential exactly exactly so i mean he they said so I'll, I'll move i'll move this one up but we'll talk about that now then because so there is actually going to be pve so he said it's going to be pve against waves of enemies you're gonna be able to do i don't know whether that's even like online with progression or anything i've, I've no idea but he said that there will be modes like that you'll be able to do it's kind of like almost like zombie horde mode in tarkov arena or something like arena's so fun in this way because they can just put all like the random game modes that they don't want to put in the main game they can put them here because people it's it's not the same like but hurt about like realism <laughs> slash you know immersion or whatever like no one's no one's going to be immersed in arena other than like playing pvp and shooting people that's really the whole point of it so it's not like a, an rpg or right. a progression based game in that same sense so you don't need to be immersed in the world right you're just you're just playing to just like thrash out against people as, as fast as possible so it's gonna be sick so there's gonna be pve but we don't know exactly how it's gonna work but yeah i mean maybe it's like waves of scavs maybe it's bosses maybe it's a mixture maybe there's different scenarios who knows but i'm excited for it i think that's gonna be awesome and um yeah we'll just we'll just have to see we'll just have to see yep. but uh take rate of 100 maybe more sounds great <clears throat> um there will be arena quest well he said not quests but he said there will be like tasks to complete which seems to be linked to some kind of like loadouts that you unlock i don't know whether at the beginning it's gonna be interesting to see how they structure the gameplay yeah and whether there's different scenarios you can go in with different like tiers of kits or something and it seems like you can unlock more kits as you complete certain tasks or achieve certain things within arena and you can unlock stuff and use different weapons or whatever right. but i don't know how that will be limited right because like eft is very kind of you know this stuff's good this stuff's trash right and so yeah. how that's balanced within the game i think is going to be the interesting thing there i mean it would be kind of cool if you had like different tiers of gameplay like maybe like low low mid and high um it'd be kind of fun to have like a, a mixture and like maybe the game modes would sort of mix up the different tiers and then you could pick like different loadouts within within those tiers or something or like even like i was thinking i don't know, did we talk about this before like last time with like build your own tier kind of thing where you have you have a certain amount of money to spend and that kind of thing like oh, you yeah. only can spend up to x or x or y or like you whatever. have like maybe 10 points yeah. that you can allocate yeah. and each gear has a different point associated with it yeah maybe maybe something like that yeah and that'd be you cool you can unlock like unlock like pieces of gear i guess to then use so what would be sick is that at the beginning you'd be able to use like three kits say like a high a high tier kit a, a medium tier kit and a low tier kit and it would be objectively like still decent do you know what I mean? But you then unlock more options. You wouldn't necessarily it wouldn't necessarily be like getting more powerful, but it would give right. you more yeah, variety. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. was that's the way I would like it to be because you don't want to just you don't want it to be as pro- like progressiony like normally FT is where you start off and you suck and everyone else is just bashing you and then you slowly get better. I almost prefer it to be even playing field and then you get yeah. more a bit like a league or something where like you have a limited pool of heroes and then you slowly unlock heroes. Um, unlike Valorant, you know, you unlock heroes as you play. They're not necessarily better, but it gives you more variety. You can expand yep. out your gameplay and, you know, that kind of thing. So we'll see. That'd be cool. Um, Nighttime maps, we already spoke about that. Uh, no secure container, <laughs> which is fair enough. Yeah, I'm, um, that's like what's so confusing is like they keep talking about looting and stuff. Um, I just, I don't know. Like, I, I assume when he when they say loot and looting, 
they mean like an inventory system because i would think you would still have that like you know like you you so. want to heal you use all your heals you killed a guy you want to go pick up his heals you know you killed a guy you yeah. want to go pick up his gun or ammo you know i'm assuming you're still gonna have resources to manage so i would imagine there still so. be some form of looting but in terms of looting g phones and or whatever other items uh, you know what i mean or in terms of like losing gear i don't really think that makes much sense in arena but maybe they have a vision i don't know yeah maybe like maybe you will get points for doing things you know you can always have a kit but you can spend mm. points on the wider variety of gear or, or whatever if you want to use like certain things but you can always fall back to like the baseline you know ak and a you know piece of armor or whatever um mm. and, a, and a headset so the way that i imagine it is that there'll be you you'll get like some meds you could maybe you can pay for more meds with this with these points or money or whatever however it ends up working but you have like a baseline of meds but you run out in the in the match then there'll be some like meds lying around or whatever you have to go and like loot them in raid and rehockey them i guess that kind of thing so maybe there'll be like certain swarm points for maybe there'll be other guns maybe there'll be something you know there's like a mutant in the middle there's like do you go for the mutant like you're gonna get shot if you go in but maybe you can like get your team to cover you and then some guy can like grab the mutant or like mark 18 or whatever there'll be like some sick weapon in the middle it was like awesome but it's really hard to get to really risky so you have to like play tactically around it to get that that's how i imagine it'd be like some weapons, some ammo, some meds, that kind of things, like some stims that maybe you can't buy outside of it that will just be around the map that at least give you some things, some objectives to go to yeah, in the map, yeah. like tactically. I, I mean, we'll, we'll see. That, that would seem good, but I don't really know. Um, which, yeah, again, we're going we're gonna to have to see about that, but there's like lots of ways that that could work, which would be pretty cool. Um, but yeah, it seems like you know, looting people's bodies is not really a, a high priority. Um, and I guess you could loot them for their gun if you like run out of bullets or, or whatever. But I just I don't think you're going to be I just don't think you're going to end up in a situation that you are in in normal Tarkov where you're just like running out of gear and you don't have anything. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, arena, I don't really, think because yeah, as we know, some people are going to be playing Arena without having the base game. So it wouldn't really make sense to have like a random Arena shooter and then people are like have no gear and stuff. <laughs> It'd be very Tarkov. Yeah, I just I just sure. can't see. Two scenarios: one, you looting stuff and taking it out of the raid to then use later yeah. in a later. I don't think that's a thing, and I don't see a case where you run out of resources or your hatchet running in arena. Like I just, those two oh, things yeah. don't make any sense for yeah what this is like gearing towards. Yeah, exactly. Like maybe you get some points for taking some stuff out of the raid or whatever, and then you can use that towards your next gear sets and that kind of thing. But I don't know. Well, we'll see. This is yeah, like pure we'll speculation, see. so I don't really know. Um. Uh, yeah. yeah, so no secure container. So, yeah, yep. there's no non ranked mode. Yeah, so so there's no offline mode, but there will be an unranked mode, is what they were saying. Oh, okay. you can't play like offline arena, but you can play like unranked. Yeah. Um, Which presumably well, that does I mean, would fall I into custom games as well, or is that a completely separate thing? Who knows? I think custom games, it sounded like custom games are completely separate. Maybe they were the same thing. I, I, it's hard to know. Yeah, it's, it's hard, hard to know. Kind of hard to, I guess, because I guess a custom games is with like people you know only, whereas like unranked is just like matching, but you know, you don't right. lose anything or maybe you don't gain right. any like real progression, whatever real progression means in the arena context. <laughs> I don't really know. So we'll see. It does seem that there's a difference between like ranked real arena versus like unranked arena where you're just like practicing and mm. custom games i think but yeah 
But the specifics are, are hard to, to know right now. They did say somebody asked about custom games and whether you could like fiddle with stuff, like the ballistics and like damage and that kind of thing. And he said, no, it's going to be pure EFT mechanics. Can't change the health pools of PMCs. Can't change the guns, like the, the statistics, the recoil, any of the, like the ballistical properties, the damage, anything like that. So you're not going to have like, you know, man with the golden gun, like uh, golden eye kind of, you know, one shot kill modes or any, anything silly like that. He said it's all realistic Tarkov mechanics. You can not be able to fiddle with that even in the custom games. So we're not going to be, yeah, we're not going to be able to create like silly modes where mm-hmm. everybody has like 3000 HP or, you know. Tarkov Arena WTF mode where everyone's yeah. got 5,000 times damage or whatever. The, the, those mods for other games are quite funny, but that's, yeah, that's not going to happen, it seems. Um, yeah, so he said a lot of presets of different gear. We said about that. Oh, and, and bets. Apparently there's going to be some bets. You can be able to like, mm. bet on the outcome of matches and that kind of thing. Somebody in my chat, as soon as he said about like, you know, gambling on like arena outcomes, someone was just like, oh boy, that's going to be like an RMT nightmare. Yeah, um, I've already seen like match fixing and like, dude, if it's like, <laughs> if it's like integrated where you can bet real life money on these things, like, oh my God, dude, BSG, why? Like, they that never... they would have to be super careful with. Yeah, it's I don't think serious... they do that. <laughs> I don't yeah, that, know. That's like that's like that's like actual like you know we think cheaters and RMT is bad. Mm. Like that's like delving deep into like money laundering and like actual criminal activity territory where like you would just become a target for people washing money through the game. Mm-hmm. You do not want that. That is like the that is way worse than cheaters and RMT. Like the whole thing might just get shut down if that happens. So like let's, <laughs> let's not do that. Let's let's gamble arena tokens or something. Yeah, um, I assume that's what it is, but it's you know. It's like BSG always wants to do like the most insane things, you know, like know. far-reaching things. So, you know. so yeah, who knows? They have to have to set themselves up like um, you know, like a poker website or something. Where you yeah, have to I know. For, like, you have to send your like social security information. But I can totally like, see register. it. <laughs> like, isn't this so immersive? We have a, a virtual arena where you can place bets on your favorite content creators and professional esports within oh the Tarkov universe. It'd be insane. They did like they would. They would have to like. I mean, this isn't this isn't going to happen. But they they would yeah. they would have to. The best way that they could do that would be like license it out to like a third party company mm. or something that already does all of that kind of thing. Like they don't want to do. You don't want to do that in house. Definitely not. One X best. Like they... <laughs> Is that the name of the, of the really bad company, like the crime organization company that does betting on like, you know, football. I don't no. even know. Okay, yeah. I'm not okay, sure. Sorry. Um, yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, even then, you have to be a bit careful, I suppose, because, uh. like, yeah, as you say, if people are match-fixing, building up tons of tokens, then selling those tokens mm-hmm. for real money. Like, there's, there's, like, there's loops there that could potentially be problematic if they're done in a bad way. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, and then um, one thing that I think I missed, but I heard on, like, because I listened to Nice Guys Recap as well, he mm-hmm. mentioned about maybe, like, a Steam release for Arena. As well, I mm-hmm. didn't hear that in the cast myself, but he he said it in his video. So, you know, maybe I mean I, I was trying to like type, put in the codes, listen to the thing, read chat, and also like watch the video at the same time. So yeah, um, I could I could easily I have missed it. I think but... that was I'm going to give him the benefit out and then and and speak for him and say that that was his speculation. Um, maybe, yeah. Because yeah, like I, I didn't if it's a it. separate game, you know why? You know why not throw it on Steam? I don't know. It, yeah, who knows? I mean, for people who are buying it on their own, like anybody who's already got right. EFT will probably buy it like 
through the launcher or whatever because they're right. already connected there. Because uh, I can imagine it'd be like kind of awkward, right? If you bought it on Steam, like I love Steam, but mm-hmm. we've got EFT and EFT is not in Steam, and then you want to switch to Arena, but you've got it in Steam, so it's like, oh, well, then is the link going to work? Then you're going to have to like close EFT and then open it through Steam instead. That's just like seems really clumsy. Um, so I don't know, I don't know, yeah. but we'll see. I mean, it would be good to open it out to a new user base. There's lots of people. Like I was surprised in the first, like when I first looked at EFT, I was just like, oh, it's not on Steam. Like, hmm, I'm not sure if I really want anyone to know. Like when I very first looked at it, I have to go through whatever it's called, the, the awful payment system to actually buy the game. I, have to jump, I can't remember what it's called now. I know you're talking about. Oh, though. gosh. Yeah. Maybe like, is it like with an X or something? I, I X- can't remember. Exxon? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I, no, I, 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 I can't remember. But um, some weird payment system. Because like everything being in Steam is just so nice. Everything's in the same place. Like it feels great. Um, someone's talking about talking to me about a game the other day and uh, I was like, oh, I have to like, where's this? Is this in Steam? They're like, no, I'm sorry. You're going to have to open Origin for that. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's awful. I heard oh, Origin's no. gotten better, but dude, it's, yeah. I'm spoiled oh, dude, by I, Steam, uh, dude. I just like. Yeah, I, I know. I mean, I haven't used Origin for ever. I mean, to be fair, like, I was like, oh, let me just open that up. And I was like, I haven't installed it on this computer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> After like having this rig for however long now. And um, when I, built it for like the streaming you. stuff you're better off i was like oh i don't even have it on there um so i had to go and download it because i remember using it when it very first came out and i, th- I can't remember which game it was i think it might have been battlefield bad company 2 that it was for which i mm. love the game i loved but it was like the way that the server selection worked on it was just like so bad and you had to it was like in a browser and you clicked and then the game launched so i was like oh it sucks so it's probably better now x solar that's what everyone's saying x solar is the payment the payment process i knew it's x something i couldn't mm. remember what it was but um yeah, anyway, and um, and then we had the best the best part of the cast ever. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't actually have the timestamp. I should have, I should have uh, grabbed the timestamp for it. But we had the best piece of all time. The, the actual podcast was, like, scuffed in all of the best ways. It was which a... Tarkov TV sometimes is. The last one was so polished. Like, 45 yeah, minutes, you had all the one... videos ready. This one was, like, kind of back to the old way. There's a kind of rough charm to it, though, you know? Like, yeah. It's, the last one was like, it was too prof, too polished, too professional. Nikita talking, there's some videos, 45 minutes. There you go, guys, we're off. This one, they had a video of Arena, no sound. Chat was like, no sound, there's no sound, there's no sound. So like Nikita and like Demirka are just doing the sound effects over the top of the video. And it was like, it was genuinely really funny. They're going like, I'm like, doing all the stupid sound effects, dude. It was so, it was so, oh, I laughed. I laughed so much. Oh, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. It was just like one of those random comedy moments. You're just like, is this really happening? Like, mm. I'm, I'm going to wake up in my bed and that's just like, oh, talk off TV today. Wow, that was a crazy dream, you know? Um, yeah, there is a, definitely was, a charm funny. to like, the you know, unprofessional, like the genuine, you know, oh, we screwed it up. Let's just, let's, yeah, let's just have a laugh at it. You know what I mean? There is something yeah. fun, very yeah. cool about that. Exactly. Exactly. So, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, that's it. That's basically all that he covered on Arena that I mm. got out of, of that. And um, yeah, after watching the other people's things, I think that was basically everything. Uh, it, I mean, it sounds pretty much like, I don't think there's anything really there that's like out of our expectation in terms of Arena. I don't know if there's anything that surprised you. I think like the custom games and the PvE is probably the most interesting things, I suppose, that I didn't necessarily think might be there, but... Everything else kind of sounds a bit sensible, and maybe the bets, but like <laughs> everything else sounds fairly sensible to me. 
yeah um i'm mostly curious just to see what it looks like what their take is on it because it could be you know their take could be a very competitive esport e-title um their take could be like a very story driven um fitting with the tarkov narrative just sort of like this is like a side thing it could be this is just like a casual you know kind of going back to their roots of contract wars here's kind of like you know a modern take on that there's a lot of different things they could do i'm i'm mostly curious to see because there's there's a lot of like weird stuff in the looting stuff we talked about it's kind of like i'm question marks they talked about something like i think it was in this cast um if you are like hiding like not participating the arena organizers will send out um i think he said this in russian actually because Erwing was um watching this with one of his russian buddies in the discord that translates for him and apparently Nikita said something in Russia and it was something to the effect of like it will be like Killa hunting you down or something. Um or like Killa on crack or something. Something like this. Um so yeah, I don't know. That's just like it's just like a weird thing. Like I don't know. So I'm very curious to see how it looks. I'm also curious about the pure EFT mechanics. Like I know some people on Twitter were talking about inertia and things like this. Like will it be more like "Quote unquote arena e, you know, we it's gonna be like EFT but quake, you know, you just have the quake yeah. jumping sound effect. You're just jumping everywhere. There's like a floating rocket launcher in the middle. You pick up the rocket launcher, you know, like how? Yeah, so I'm curious to see how it's gonna play. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it seems weird to me. So it doesn't really seem necessary, right? It's like there's no mechanic in any other arena shooter. If you're AFK and CS:GO, you just get killed. Right. So right. Like, well, it doesn't matter, right? Because the maps are not that big. Um, I mean, maybe they're not that big by EFT standards, but maybe there'll be enough hidey spots because of the map complexity that people could go AFK or hide or something, you know, in a crate, and like they're hard to find. Because it did look, it didn't look huge, right? But it didn't. It's it got a decent size to it, so maybe you could hide. I, I, I don't know. It just seems like a superfluous mechanic to me because it, depending on what the objective is, I mean, maybe if it's just like kill the opponent team and that's it, then. Yeah, somebody could hide and it could be really, really boring. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I know that on, on Nice Guy's video, he's just like, maybe it's Black Division. But I'm, I'm not, I just, I don't, I don't buy that. I don't, I don't think it's that. I think it would just be some mechanic to stop people from just like trolling people by hiding somewhere mm-hmm. forever, just like going prone behind a lip of something in a tiny box. It takes people like 15 minutes to find them because it's like 1v1 and the guy just hides. Um, you'd think they just put like, literally just put a timer in and you just like, you die otherwise. Like, <laughs> that's probably an easier way to do it than have Killer yeah. hunt you down. I don't know. I don't know. Can you imagine that? There'll be, like, new meta, right? So, like, Killer's going to hunt you down, so you, like, hide, and you have to wait, and then when he comes back, then you then you kill him, and then you get to take his gear, then you go into the next raid. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's, maybe that's going to be... Maybe that's going to be it. Maybe that's going to be it. It's going to be the new, the new strat. And you just hide until the big boys come after you, and then you take their, take their gear. Yeah. Who knows? It's... No, I don't know. It sounded weird. I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not... Honestly... I... I'm not as excited for Arena um, when they were talking about it in the cast, but what I got, I mean, honestly, I was watching the cast and I was like, kind of like, kind of bummed out because it was kind of like we said, it was like kind of scoffed a bit. Um, they yeah. talked about Arena at the start, which I really wasn't too interested in. And then they were just going into some of the main features and I was like, hmm, this is not really, I'm not getting that excited, you know? And then I was catching up on Twitter. I saw 
you had a thread talking about i think it was you or maybe you jumped on someone's thread. but anyways talking about i jumped on so many threads <laughs> the uh the co-op mode dude yes because I, I actually felt exactly the same as you at first oh, i was you? a bit bummed i wish they'd put arena at the end because we mm. kind of knew about it already and most of the stuff wasn't really a big surprise i wish they talked about the main game first and then arena last doesn't really matter though the very first point on my thing is the vertical co-op. So yes, go, say, say what you're going to say. Yeah, I was like, I was, um, I saw and I was kind of like, okay, you know, I'm glad they're doing that. Um, and then I think some of your tweets or some of the tweets within your tweets, uh, whatever, um, my eyes really kind of opened up. My my brain fog removed from just waking up. I was like, dude, this is actually opens up so much, so much stuff. So. It's essentially offline mode that people have been asking for, and they're going to deliver mm -hmm. on it. However, the caveat is that it's only going to be for EOD, which makes sense because they have to completely uh, generate new servers for this. I don't, I don't know the technicalities. I assume you just can't, like, yeah, there, there's going to be some type of cost to this. Right. Yeah. Like it's not just you know one server can't do two things at once. In other words, I mean maybe you could like switch yeah. Them I mean back it uses forth, part of exactly. It uses part of couldn't... their their processing time. Right. It's it's yeah. a it's a server as if it was live online, mm. but it's being used for someone playing offline instead. Because presumably either they don't want to do it so that it runs locally, um, because of like the SP Tarkov type Im implications. They said like no peer to peer, no like NAT sessions or anything like that, because then. I guess it's like closer to people being able to, I mean, all that stuff exists anyway, so I don't know, but they, they don't want to do it that way. That's just their yeah. decision for whatever reason. And it's, yeah, it's going to run on their actual official servers, which you know what, in some ways, in some ways, this is actually better because it means that offline mode is probably, I mean, I don't know this for sure, but it's probably going to be more synchronized with the actual patch cycle. Yeah. Because like right now yeah. you can't post stuff to the wiki, for example, based on offline mode because it's not always the same like somebody was reporting my discord today but there were still rogues on shoreline or something because they hadn't actually been patched out of that particular strand of the game in offline even though they're gone in the live version um so offline sometimes isn't the same like branch or patch number or version or revision or whatever is live whereas if it's running on official bsg servers then it might well be i mean it could still be you know the old the old version i don't know but it feels like maybe it's more likely because you probably would want to run all the same version if yeah running. no it's like yeah yeah an offline an offline mode server should be the same as a live server it's just going to have the same you know people on it and an offline mode's got some like it's always had some weird glitches because i guess it's running in a different way like the server infrastructure it's not running on anyone's actual server it's running on your own machines like before you had like headphone glitches and like audio glitches and stuff in offline before you had to like take your headphones off on and on yeah and, or like reload once before otherwise all the sounds were like really scuffed and things like that so like things didn't work properly whereas having them on the server is actually going to be kind of nice in some ways mm-hmm so um so so we'll see but yeah dude like yeah what well, yeah i was so 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 happy for it and so excited for it um because i think i said on one of my posts right you've got you can teach new players how to play the game you can run them through the maps you can play together you can play against scavs you can show people where things are you can you could do like you can run like tournaments in it in theory you could run like random things you could do you can start doing all sorts of random stuff like you can do like hide and seek you can do like bizarre yeah, things can... right? which which are not possible in the regular game you can then start doing like really cool like, animations and recording like mechanical type things you know where you're doing in-game talk of live action role play because 
now you can play with multiple people and you can probably turn the scabs off because it's going to have all the same buttons, I assume, as the existing one. So you can just be you and your buddies on, on the map and that's it. Um, it's going to be sick for content creators for doing that kind of thing for animations, but then also for people like me who are also going to use it for testing because now you can go in multiple times over and over again. You can all spawn as a group. You don't have to get into somewhere safe. You don't have to use your live equipment. You can then just go in with one of every armor in the game, pile them on the floor. There's no time constraint. Once you, know, once you will leave and die or whatever, you get all the gear back so you can just run it back again. No problem. You don't have to like buy like seven slicks to test it seven times. You know, it's just like yeah. things like that are really, really frustrating, especially if you have to go in as a group and avoid the fights and wait for 20 minutes and have two people on points so that you don't get shot while you're doing the testing. Like, you know, the flechette testing, because I've, I've always steered away from the testing until very recently because it just... It always takes a lot more time than you think, especially when you need multiple people, because firstly, you have to organize with the various people when they're going to be on, which is still going to be the same. That's still going to happen. Then you have to organize all the gear. You have to pick the right map. You have to make sure that you're not bumping into people. You have to wait for a certain amount of time. You have to bring all live gear. You have to really you have to like really parameterize very carefully the experiment that you're going to do, because it's such a huge time thing. Like the Flechette one, right? We ran raids after raid after raid after raid doing Flechette testing. We did like five raids in the end with a couple of people. Um, with three people, two two guys testing, me and another, and a third guy on point, um, sort of just protecting us just in case. And we had like you know three gazelles on the floor, like all sorts of things. And doing that in the live raid is like it's it's just it's not ideal. Let's put it that way. So there's there's so many scenarios that are really amazing for this. It's it's just a real shame about the EOD thing. And I really think that if they'd wanted to limit the cost for it, I think at least having it. I, I know that they said. It's the EOD only for the time being. And it does mean EOD only, by the way, for anybody who is interested. Because some people are saying, oh, well, maybe it's just like an EOD person can host a load of standard players. But there's right. actually on the screen that they showed, it says all players must have EOD to play oh, offline mode together in co-op. I mean, like it's it explicitly in the middle. Because you're not I'm, hosting anything. You know what I mean? You're just like, yeah, I, I yeah, know, I know, you're I know, the lobby like, host. Yeah, but that's yeah. what I meant by it. I meant like, you know, yeah, it I know would have been meant. nice if it had been like someone who has EOD has the ability to bring people in because mm -hmm. then that would have been like, you know, Sherpas could use it um, yeah. and then other people like showing their friends can use it because the people who kind of like, yeah, it's great for creators and all that kind of stuff. That's that's all good. But then the people who need it most for learning the game won't probably have EOD. And so those people are like locked out of the thing that they like, that's really why people wanted it first and foremost for the widest, but you know, not that there's not that many content creators compared to the players. And that's the primary use is to teach new people how to play the game. And it's huge for teaching new people. I really hope that they look at the, the information and the stats that they get and go, okay, there's not that many people using it. Fine. We'll open it up to everybody because it's, it would be just, I think it's get honestly, I think it, Arena brings in a whole new section of players that Tarkov has never had before, especially if it's on Steam. Mm -hmm. I think that co-op offline probably ha could have the same impact, genuinely, if not more, bringing in those new players and bringing them into base Tarkov. Like, the yeah. combination of the two actually is super powerful. Bringing people into Arena and then people go, oh, I want to check out the base game. Like, right. how do I do this? How do I play or whatever? And it's just like, oh, well, you can come and play offline co-op to get into the game like it's just like it it really just yeah you can have rather than having the learning curve it like adds a little step up you know there's now a little there's a little there's, you know there's a guy with with a sort of step up for your foot at the bottom of the learning curve wall 
great. So, and I know, I know people have said, Nikita said it might change in the future. I just really, really hope that they make that decision relatively quickly. I hope that that decision comes before Arena gets added to the game, because that would really be useful, I think, when you get that huge player influx and new people. If you then want them to step up through the game, that'll be like the way that people get into the game, I think, right? It's like, so yeah, some people will just play and they'll be good. And that's fine. And some people are just like doing that. So, you know, I probably wouldn't use it that much, right? If I was replaying, because <laughs> I really prioritize like learning on my own. And I, I love learning things like I, the actual process of learning in and of itself for me is, is, is fun. And that's just not the same for everybody. So for people who are not necessarily as like, now, I'm the kind of guy who's just like, you know, before we play anything, like definitely family members in the past get annoyed, right? It's just like, oh, we could play a new board game or whatever. And I'm just like, let me read the rule book before we like, play, right? Because like, everyone's like, oh, we'll just, we'll just make it up as we go along. Yeah, it's like, just like, mm, yes, what's oh, the most on, meta like... strategy I can take advantage of after I've mastered the rule books? Ah, there's, yeah, a, exactly. there's an exploit here. Okay, I'm ready to play now, family. <laughs> exactly. I, I, I distinctly remember spending time, like every time I was commuting back and forth from work, mm. I was on the EFT wiki for like the first like yeah, probably two yeah. months. Like every page, like every piece of information, I was just like, right. let me absorb the, the knowledge. But not everybody is like that. And so for average players who maybe don't want, who aren't as like survivally hardcore-y Tarkov-y people, but are just like FPS guys, yeah, like Arena is the first step. Okay, you understand the gunplay now, which is actually really important because Tarkov gunplay is kind of weird and it takes time for people to get into. And Arena is great for fixing that. Then you go you know, into Tarkov itself, which that may be fine, but having co-op offline for those people who need that help, it's that next step up, and right. then you can play the proper game. I think it's just like, it will be the perfect pathway. So I really hope that they change that as soon as they, as soon as they can, as soon as they're able to, to allow standard players, standard account players to play offline co-op too, or at least allow, allow it if there's an EOD member in the group or, or something like that, because I think it'd be... I think it'd be awesome. I yeah, no, it makes perfect really sense good. to me. I mean, I have no arguments here from. Yeah, yeah, I think it'd be so good. But yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what kind of stuff comes out from other people Dude. now that we have this. I'm so like, excited. Testing and the the create, especially the creative stuff, because the testing stuff is like kind of obvious. It's like the things people did before, but now it's easier. Whereas like the making like movies and things. Yeah, it's gonna be so it's much gonna easier. Be, it's gonna be hilarious oh. because. I couldn't, I didn't, I kind of like was not sure exactly what he said. I think he said like two things, but at the beginning he said like 11 players yeah. was the amount of people that you could put into a group. And then he said later on like 20 people. So I'm not sure exactly how many people you'll be able to do. Maybe they were going to expand to that later. I'm not sure. But even 11, right? 11 is a lot of people. I don't know yeah. why 11. Very, very I don't know. Yeah, it's, a, it's kind of on number two. I feel like 12 is, you know, much more rounded. Like, yeah, 11 is a weird number. I'm I'm super excited. I was talking to Airwing yesterday about this, and I was just like, I feel like it's a very, very, very large well that seemingly at first glance just looks like a whatever thing. But like you said, you know, there's teaching aspects, there's testing aspects, there's content creation aspects, there's just like, you know, getting eleven friends and doing hide and seek, like you said. You know, you could you there's so much things you can do. I mean, you're limited to what they provide you to do of course but now that you can organize things you know like dude i i joined a discord that had a goal of making a tarkov story and going into raid and filming it and everything and that thing never yeah. took off the ground like they were writing stories and stuff but it never took off the ground because how are you supposed to get you know eight people or sorry five i don't even know because you gotta like get them all everyone's got to find a day they can meet then you all mm -hmm. gotta like try to cue snipe each other. 
and then try to survive the raid and then get the perfect shot and say, like, oh no, a scav shot at me, you know, let's let's reset guys. You know, it's just like it's a it's a nightmare to do anything. Like even just I I'm trying to do something for a edit I'm working on. I need to go and raid with someone. Even that's hard because I gotta like we gotta hit it at the right time of day. You know, the lights gotta be right. We gotta go get there, not die. You know, it's like to be hiding a bush for twenty minutes, so then we can do it. It's just like, dude, it's such a nightmare. It's such a nightmare. So this is like, I'm really excited for the cinematic stuff you can do, dude. I can't wait to see what everyone comes up with. I mean, yep. I hope they like because we talked about slides last week. I hope they like expand this offline thing. Like, if they see value in this, and a lot of communities see value in it, if they can work out some type of arrangement, whether that's still like the EOD model or like. You know, a subscription service like EFT Plus, you get um, still in Dota Dota Plus, you get stat tracking and also offline co-op, you know, with this monthly subscription or something like this, you know. So there's, there, yeah, I've, dude, really, I can't wait, man. I'm going to be, I might just be an offline co-op gamer, dude. <laughs> dude, it's going to be so good. I mean, because people are talking in chat about like, you know, paying five bucks a month to have like yeah. co-op servers or whatever and that kind of thing. like. I would I would pay for that kind of service. I think I'd pay for um, it because like I do I do wonder about BSG's business model. Like yeah, the game's expensive. That's 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 fine, mm -hmm. sure. But like people play once and then they play like thousands of hours yeah. every years. That's not you know it's sustainable. It's not sustainable yeah. unless you have new players in constantly. or unless you move to a you know new project and you do the same model over and over right exactly right that's the why cod's sustainable because cod forces players to pay you know 60 70 bucks every year for a new cod right mm -hmm. so it's a subscription service but you just decide right. when to pay or not you know for the... <laughs> exactly it's like a subscription service in any in, in, in name mm -hmm. only um so I don't know, because I just, uh, yeah, I don't know. Though I mean, that's up to them. It's their decision, I suppose, on yep. that front. But I do think that people would, well, it's a funny one, isn't it? Cause it's like, would you pay like $5 a month or whatever? And like, well, eventually you could just, you can just pay $60, $60 and get access to this thing. Like one time, one time thing. Like probably would rather, rather do that. I mean, personally, yeah, I'm much more of like personally. a one-time payment guy than yeah. like, if there's an option, there. I'll take it. If there's an option, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly, because it'd probably be worth it if you, especially if uh, you're yeah. going to play it for a long time. Um, but yeah, maybe give people the option so they can they can pay that way as well. It'd be yeah. it'd be nice. It'd actually be good for them, I think, in in some sense to, as you say, have like EFT Plus or whatever to support these kind of like bigger really, endeavors. That, yeah, I think it wouldn't. The market's not going to be. I think co-op market. This is like some deep speculation, but I don't think it's like that big offline co-op. Uh, maybe like. Because you got to think about it, like if you're if the only value you see in it is um, freaking learning, you're maybe like a two month, three month subscription guy, and then you're gonna cancel afterwards. You know, maybe yeah. you know if you're like an event organizer, you know you're a lifetime. You know, you're, you're that's your thing. If you're an event mm -hmm. participator, if you're like an editor, you may you may be interested. Like I'm just content creator, you may be interested. Like I don't know. It just seems like I wouldn't. I'm my Initial guess is there's not, if it was a purchase in theory, if it was like a monthly subscription, I don't think there'd be a big market for it. Could be wrong, but. Yeah, I don't know. Because I said as well, I was like, you know, hopefully they expand it out. And this is a comment to somebody else, just like hopefully they expand it out because 
not that many people use it and someone else was like dude i really don't know i think a lot of people would, would play like co-op offline because i think it's partly the fact that you don't lose anything you just get to use your stuff for free and you play with your friends and there's no other people it's like much lower risk it's much more chill yeah i don't know i think it's nice it keeps people in the tarkov ecosystem which is good right it keeps people playing it gives people somewhere to go you know there's in the traders event if people had co-op offline a lot of people probably have just carried on playing that i would imagine and you don't lose any gear. Yeah. Like it kind of does take away a little bit from the Tarkov thing, but it just allows people to practice for free. So I'm actually least, totally okay with it. At least they're still in the Tarkov ecosystem, right? Exactly. They're still exactly. engaged with their brand slash product. Yeah. Yeah. And now you'll be able to do like co op offline. You'll be able to play Arena, you know, or you play main EFT. There's like, there's actually now like so many more offerings in terms of what you get. Cause like co op offline, it's one of those things that, as you say, service value doesn't seem like really anything. Yeah. But it's a totally different experience to live Tarkov. It's it's completely different. Like not losing your gear at all, but getting no progression and having no enemy PMCs unless you want there to be. Being able to, you know, group up into two teams of five and have like team battles with your friends. Like structured team battles so you can yeah. actually like practice stuff. Man, that that's honestly insane. Or even just like practicing what like one v one PvP with you people. Basically create an arena <laughs> with this. Like you could basically, basically yeah. create an arena, yeah. Yeah, but like in a less sort of chaotic way, if you want to like practice oh specific God. things. No rat dude, labs tournament. Awesome. Guys, no crabbing. No crabbing. <laughs> Everyone get in the lobby. No crabbing, though. <laughs> Guys, no crabbing. Hey, Billy, are you crabbing? I see you, Billy. Get off that control key. No. It's not, remember, Church, it's not, it's not crabbing, it's, it's crouching. Crouching. It's, crou it's crouching now. <laughs> He's like, it's like crouching. cringe, but crouching. <laughs> crouching, 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 crouching only. No crab anymore. So it's just crouching now. That was a hilarious typo. Yeah, that was a hilarious typo. I think Nikita said it much. So someone in my chat was like, "Oh yeah, he was complaining about whoever put the presentation together making a typo in the in the in the deck." Basically, it's just like, "God damn it!" Like you put a typo in this in, in yeah, dude. That was the other thing too. Is I don't know if he said in English or in Russian. I mean, again, like I said, I skimmed through the podcast and. A lot of it yeah. I just got from Airwing and editing and whatnot. But it seemed like, I think he says in English, actually, it seemed like they had a video teaser for the scav bosses, the yes. Big Pipe, Bird Eye, and Predator. Wait, no, that's not his name. What's his name? <laughs> it's a rogue. What the fuck? What's his name? The Which dreadlock one? guy. Oh, uh, Knight. Knight. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so Predator. <laughs> Predator. I mean, he looks like it. Yeah. Um, Apparently they had a presentation for that, but um, Nikita looked at it and he wasn't happy with it. Maybe there was a big typo for Predator instead of Knight. <laughs> Connect. <laughs> Connect. Yeah. Oh, it's funny. Yeah, um, so they cut that from the video, which is kind yeah, of interesting. Yeah. Um, but speaking of rogue bosses, he talked about the mechanics of it i know i'm kind of going out of order your script but i don't mind i don't mind we'll just we'll just go through until all the things are checked off um he explained that they're going to work differently and that as i understand it they're going to be roaming from map to map and that again how i understand it is it's going to function similarly to how the cultists function so imagine you know from like 3 a.m to 9 a.m. they spawn on custom. They have a chance to. And then from, you know, 9 a.m. to 12:30 p.m. they have a chance to spawn on shoreline and then from 
oh god this is getting much harder and harder uh 12 31 p.m to you know 9 p.m they spawn what you get the point right so i don't know what are your what are your takes on i think that's pretty interesting what are your takes on it yeah i think it's interesting i i mean i thought they were gonna be I don't know whether I was just completely wrong or like off base mm-hmm. about this, but like in my mind, I just assumed that they were lighthouse bosses. That's what I assumed as well. Yeah. I just assumed they were only lighthouse bosses. I don't know whether that was, you know, me just assuming and everyone else was thinking like, oh, maybe it's possible. But like, I mean, he at least, so he slipped up and said customs. So we know that they're at least going to be on customs. But yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that works because it seems like they're going to be on some kind of schedule, as you say, they'll be on set in certain times. So you'll be able to almost like chase them around the maps if you want to go to i don't know whether that information i wonder whether that, how that information is going to be portrayed maybe it won't be yeah. maybe it'll just be another wiki thing people will figure out when they're around it's like the cultists right not. <laughs> it'd be cool if there were like clues left or something i doubt it but i think it'll just be a time-based thing people just work it out and go oh, okay we've seen him here we've seen him here and eventually the wiki will have enough information to say okay these hours these hours these yeah. hours that's probably how it'll work i don't know what th- i think there was did he say three maps I think it's at least three that they're going to be across. Three or four, um, maybe five, who knows. Yeah, so we know Customs, we know Lighthouse, because he said he said Customs, and Lighthouse is obvious. Um, I wonder what the other one's going to be. I wonder whether they'll be on... Like, Reserve would seem to be a, a, a no-brainer yeah. to me, because they've got, like, a sniper boss that's going to be up a dome and things like that. Like, that would be pretty pretty blatant. Reserve, like, shoreline. shoreline could also work, yeah, because yeah. you've got, like, the, you've got the, uh, the, the weather station area. You've got, like, the guy could be on the roof of, like, resort or something. That we can imagine. Imagine like you got Hawkeye on like the roof resort nights, just like second floor. You walk up the stairs and you just get like bum rushed. He's got scar and just grills you with it. Oh my goodness! And the big pipes outside just. <laughs> we were talking about it in chat. It's so funny, you know. You're just like, oh, you know, I'm like level level three. And I'm trying to go get my pocket watch, and then you know, Rashal is in gas station. And you're getting like grenade launched by big pipe. You're like, oh no, you know, just like dying like really really early on in your Tarkov career. It sounds like super super mean. That's really brutal, yeah. <laughs> But um, I mean, it sounds it sounds really really sick. So we'll have to see how that comes in, which is cool. Um, I mean, given that we're talking about it, the big pipe grenade launcher mm-hmm. is lootable, is yes. not purchasable anywhere. Makes sense. Um, I don't mind that in some ways. Um, and as you said, it's going to be very rare. It's going to be very difficult to you know find him on the maps. Da da da. And as per people in my chat at the time saying like, we'll see about that, Nikita. <laughs> you know when the top dreamers have got like tons of these things they showcase the weapon dude it looks absolutely insane yeah it's it's really it's a really good really good gun i mean it's a semi-auto six shot gl yeah revolver yeah it's completely badass yeah like there's just you will not escape anybody who has that weapon yeah like it's mental yeah um we did go and check um, while the cast was on, I say we, like the community of mine, went to go and check on um, the actual in the Tarkov game right now. And it seems that I didn't verify this afterwards. So I, I'm, you know, don't take my word on it. But from a quick scan, people were like, oh, you can actually, because I've never even looked now, right? You can only go and buy one grenade, I think. And it's on from Peacekeeper, and you're going to buy one per reset. So all the other nades, I think, are finding raid. I, th- I think. Yeah. Um, as I said, I didn't go and verify that, but like I've not used the GL. I've not looked at the nades or anything like that. So I was like, I don't really know. And then some people went to have a quick check and it seems that they're very restricted. So it kind of makes sense. You then have to like go and like farm yeah. the ammo maybe before you can then use the thing. And it'd be as really, really I difficult. recall you can buy one of the really good grenades, which is the, mm-hmm. the two to three meter arming distance. And then yeah. 
because uh, I think there's another one that's found in raid only, and it might be better, it might be worse. I'm not sure, but um, yeah. Then I think you can buy another one, but I could be wrong. It's the you know not so great grenades, and as you said, all the other ones are found in raids. But yeah, it's interesting. I don't know. I mean, I I I do. I do kind of like I do and I don't kind of like that they're making it non-tradable um simply because it just makes it more rare is why I kind of like it um but I kind of don't like it because then it's like you know if it's not valuable to you then it's like why would I use it you know what I mean you can't really do yeah. anything with it it's just kind of like that's true there so. that's true I like the fact that it's not tradable. I think it's like a reward for doing the cool thing, which I think the game needs right. more of. Yeah, which I think is is neat. So I think that that for me that outweighs it way more than like you get it and then you're like, mm, I'm probably actually not going to use this. Um, because the thing is that you you're probably the fact that it isn't tradable almost makes it more likely that you'll use it. Right. Like recently, I've just been you know I've been running Moonshine a lot more mm-hmm. in game just because the Moonshine price has been going down. And I've been running a lot of the stuff. I've been running like high tier kits anyway. So I've, a lot of the things that come out of it before, it wasn't really worth it because if you sell all that stuff to the trader, like slicks or Mark 17 scars, like the big scars and things like that, you weren't really making your money back. But if you were going to buy that stuff anyway, or at least use some comparable equipment, right? It's like, well, if the moonshine's 190K, and I was going to use a gel armor. That's like 135k. But instead, I got a slick. Well, I was going to buy something that was actually way cheaper that nearly covers my cost anyway. The slick is like way more expensive. So I've actually been running it a lot because I've been getting all sorts of like kooky guns and helmets and things out. And it's just like, you, it's almost like, oh, here's some things that now I have to use because I don't want to sell them because I don't really get anything anywhere near the money back. So I may as well use it. Or so you can't like, use it, or you can't sell yeah, it, like, sorry. Yeah, like you can sell it, but it's for such a low value that you think, well, I may as well just, I may as well just use it. It's like We were talking about it um, from an economic perspective, and it was like, I think the slick you could sell for 220k or something, mm, like around Ragman. that, to Ragman. And I was saying That's to chat, I was just like, yeah, I was like, it's a lot of money, but I was like, do you think that a slick is only worth 1.6 gazelles i was like i mean i would trade two i would trade one and a half gazelles for a slick every time so i shouldn't sell it i should use it i would mm. use it right if it was one and a half gazelles i would buy three gazelles and trade them in for two slicks i'd do that trade constantly if i could so i should use the slick i shouldn't sell it mm-hmm. from an economic perspective so i was i've been like using them a bit and it's not felt it doesn't feel terrible to die with them because i'm just like the ability that yeah. not being able to sell them for 600k on the flea means that I don't feel bad about using it because that option is now not open to me anymore. Yeah. Whereas before, I'm like, this is clearly the wrong economic choice to use this piece. I need to mm. sell this thing. It's finding raid. Um, and so I actually kind of prefer that use it or lose it thing rather than just everything becoming like just a ruble amount. Because yeah. it makes the game yeah. more interesting. It makes you run more stuff. And, that, and that's the reason why I think it makes the game better overall. Because you don't have as much of that fear factor of like, yeah, you want to make, you want to use it and make it make sense. You use it in like a high tier raid. Um, so I used it combined with like you know high tier gun and a gun mm. that's worth like nearly three hundred k and like all that other stuff. And so I'm like, okay, this is this is cool. Um, it's not throwaway. That's fine. And you only get a small chance with it. That's great. But it's not like the incorrect choice. 
right to use it anymore which i think is i think is, is cool so hopefully that that kind of same logic will, will work here and yeah you have to work a bit to like put it together as you said you, know, you have to wait for each reset to get the grenades big pipe will probably have some on him anyway mm-hmm. so i'm sure you'll get some grenades with it but if you want to make the most of it you probably want to go in with a bunch of nades you have to like wait through a few whites repair whatever like put the kit together that kind of thing i think is a good thing Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just like go on the fleet and go click, 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 click. Yeah, you find the yeah. grenade launcher, you go click, click, buy sure. all of them and run into the next raid and then like, oh, boom, you die, whatever. You like have to prepare a bit. You have to like, wait because you wouldn't have those nades otherwise, really, unless you were really specifically going after the grenade launcher. Maybe you have some prepared before, but I don't know. I, I like the I like the philosophy of the whole thing in this yeah. sense much, much I, more. What I really like, though, is having options and with thinking of like a barter only Tarkov, like, you know, uh, Utopia. Um, it would be really cool to have, you know, some people may want the GL and they may have something that I really want, but I did the work to get the GL, so I'll trade the GL for this other thing, you know, hmm. which is like, that reminds me of Rust. It's like very common. You'll see like low tier guns being sold for sulfur, which sulfur is used for crafting gunpowder which is used in explosives or bullets and so people will be like yeah for a thousand sulfur ore i'll give you this you know revolver pistol and you're just you just started the freaking um game and you got nothing but a rock so you you start (laughs) for the next 30 or 20 minutes you just farm sulfur and then go get a gun you know so it's kind of um yeah that's more of of what when i say i agree with everything you said because i do like that um i can't just do any type of work and go buy a geo you know a multi like i can't just scav run for 20 minutes and then go buy me a geo and then i got a geo and everyone's running out gls now you know revolver yeah that's not really that's yeah not not exactly what i would what i like um so I, I that's why i say i do like that they're limiting it but i also don't like that they're limiting it in this way i just that's i really kind of you know it's like every time they do these like these casts, I'm like, okay, these features are really cool and exciting, but what are you going to do with the progression? Like, is the progression going to change anymore? That's the part that I'm really interested in, but that's, yeah. Anyways, hold another... About the wipe, you mean? Well, the progression, the system. The whole system. You know? Yeah. 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 I'm always curious to see... The next patch. I we'll don't see. think so either, but I'm always curious to see what hmm. will change. Um yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's interesting you say about that. Like, I I would actually, given what you said, I would be open to barter only GL. Like, you could put it on the flea, but only for barters, because then, oh, that'd be interesting. As you as you said, it's not like you can do any kind of work right. for it. But Except if you'd crafting. gone and farmed, if you'd gone and farmed, like, what do you mean? Well, never mind. Oh, but the, but but you'd have to. It would be very specific items. People wouldn't want all. Yeah, junk, people you know? wouldn't want. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. So it'd be like you have to have like green key, red key. Yeah. You know, Merin key, Dorm's key, right. Dorm's mark key, I mean, um, or like 20 GPUs or something, right? Things of like actual high value. And then I kind of don't mind because then you're trading, like, because you've kind of made a two-tier system then. You've got like the ruble system for just like anything's transferable into anything. And that's all of the this tier stuff. And then you've got this tier stuff, which mm-hmm. is everything that's like high value work or like, I mean, random lottery work as well, right? But it's just like you can yeah. trade, your, you can turn your GL into... Yeah, the dorms key if you want that, right. or the Merrin key if you want that, or whatever. I, I kind of don't mind that because that's sort of like almost a two tier economy. Well, it is very much a two tier economy in some ways because a lot of the time you'll go on, there'll be like a dorms key for a 
Merrin Key. Well, there's, you know, at the beginning of the patch anyway, it was like Dawn's Key for Merrin Key and vice versa. So you could just kind of like interchangeably swap between these finding raid items if you had two. Like I had two Merrin Keys and I traded one for um, something else. I, can't remember. I think, oh no, I did my, I got my Twitch armband with, with one of the Merrin Keys because I had two. And I was like, I'm not going to use these keys. I don't, I don't do key runs, but like I want my purple armband. It's like, you know, kind of my thing. I've had one for like three wipes now or something. Oh, I like I it. Okay. <laughs> um because i found one really early i think it was when they first got released i found one really early in the scav case so i was just like rocking that for the whole wipe and then um then this wife was just like dude i'm just gonna like just gonna buy one of those like it's got more value to me than than having like dorms kills i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do those loot runs i just i don't do those loot runs so what else can i get like i've already filled up my bitcoin farm i don't need the gpus because i was i had I was sitting on it for like ages I think I even talked about it on the podcast. I was like, I don't know what to trade it for. Like, there's nothing of value that I really want. Like, and and people weren't selling, like you couldn't get like a, a valuable labs key for it, right? You'd have to have like Merin plus like hill, hillside house or something or like Merin plus dorms or like Merin plus 10 GPUs or something. Like you couldn't just do it on its own for the valuable labs key. But I was like, not that I play labs anyway. So again, it was just like, what am I going to do? And it was like, well, well get the Twitch armband then because... Like, at least, you know, it's cosmetic for the character. It's kind of cool. Like, the other stuff has no use. At least this thing I take into every raid. And it's kind of like, sort of, I sort of feel like it's become my thing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Anyway, long story short, I, I kind of don't mind the barters idea because it's it's a bit different. No one's going to trade 100 AKMs for a <laughs> for a grenade launcher, right? Like, there's just it's just not going to happen. Yeah, maybe. Um, I don't know. Because it doesn't happen now. That. It doesn't happen now, right? People don't. Tra- people use like GPUs. GPUs is kind of the new currency. Yeah, GPUs. Because like before Finding Rage, you know, we oh, talked yeah, about this in the past, them. where you had like you had like El Yonkers before. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like the currency for for stuff, which is kind of funny. And then uh, and after Finding Rage, like we're trying to you know get to the new the new thing, but like you know, GPUs is kind of the new thing because they're expensive you can still sell them to the trader you can use them in your bitcoin farm there's like utility and they're valuable ish per per unit and you had people selling you know 10 25 40 in one go to get like expensive stuff so that was kind of like gps is kind of like the i would say the cheapest item that you typically see like you you do see other barters for other things but it's normally like the mid-tier low barters you know like keck tapes for like hoses and stuff like that you know it's, it's nothing really high tier other than yeah. people just kind of trying it on it's never gonna it's never gonna happen um so i'd be i'd be open to it i'd be open to it i think that'd be cool i even though it's not going to happen i th- still think it wouldn't break the game that way i think it'd be okay um okay cool so that was the yes that was the lighthouse oh and other map bosses was there any other boss stuff um this i'm just gonna insert it in here mm. very interesting thing airwing that i missed airwing pointed out in this video um, when they were showing off the grenade launcher, uh, Dimitri, I think that's his name. The the Nikita's is well, Demerka. Demerka, okay. Um, he was dropping weapons on the ground, and the GL didn't make a noise. But when he dropped the 1911, the pistol, the Colt, it actually made sound, and it was different. You know, it, when it landed on the dirt, it was like clanging, like a metal clanging sound. And when it landed on the um the the sewer pipe it made like a completely different sound it was i guess like mm. a sewer sorry not a sewer pipe like, on, uh, like metal on metal kind of thing yeah yeah um so that, i thought that was really cool um in regards to like increasing immersion because now you drop stuff and it just doesn't make any sound except for your backpack and really it's just the backpack 
throwing sound, yeah. not the impact of what it's hitting. Um, so that's, yeah, exactly. If you have a backpack in another backpack and you just discard the inner backpack, it makes no yeah, sound at it all. Yeah, it makes no sound, yeah. So I thought that was really cool. Uh, can't wait to see all that. Just adding more immersion to the game. I think that's cool. Yeah, I guess that hints to more of like the audio work that they're doing, I suppose, in the builds that they're in. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Nikita has known for a long time, like months at this point, that audio is the thing that people have wanted changes for the most. He probably hasn't spoken about it because he doesn't normally talk about many like technical fixes on Tarkov TV. Usually it's usually content, but I imagine we'll be getting some big overhauls. I'm really hoping we get an overhaul of the audio system when we get through to the next patch, because as we said, right, he did that Reddit post and then posted about it on Twitter as well. And it was like 80% of the responses were like audio. You guys need to fix the audio. You need to fix it. Um, and the audio is going to have to be fixed for arena. Otherwise, no one's going to play <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, no one's. So, they'll, they'll play it, but they, they won't have any staying power. Like, it won't have any competitive oh, yeah. staying power at the very least. It's, yeah, it's yeah, going to be a poor really experience. Quickly. Yeah, it'll yeah, be a poor experience. Exactly. And it's going to be, you know, there's going to be lots of stairs and ramps and up and down and stuff in <laughs> yeah. Arena, right? We've seen it, right? So, <laughs> you know, it's going to have to be fixed there. What if um, and so whatever they do there. One plane <laughs> for Arena. All the maps for just one plane. <laughs> audio <laughs> solved guys we solved it no stairs are banned don't put stairs in arena you know, nothing nothing it's like that it's built into the lore the arena master <laughs> tripped over the staircase now he bans all stairs uh, <laughs> sorry I'm being I'm being silly no um, yeah yeah, yeah. audio so that needs to be fixed would be great um, and again I imagine it's a great thing about having arena because you can try the audio stuff out in a small setting without breaking the main game and then you can use the things that you learned from there to move back into the main game same thing with desync, tick rate, servers, latency, smoothness, all of that kind of stuff. I think Arena will have, because we've spoken before about the best way to go about stuff in an ideal world is to start with something. You bet you make it and you learn all your lessons and then you make a second version and that's the, the better version. You just keep going and you have to keep remaking versions as you learn things. Well, Arena is almost like Tarkov 2, but in a really concentrated way, just mm -hmm. about the mechanics. So hopefully they can take the things from that, bring them back into the main game, yeah. and we all end up benefiting. Arena ends up being really, really good, and then we end up benefiting from the the optimizations and things that they make in Arena. Once they're all fully polished and working there, they can use those lessons and bring them back into Tarkov itself because the code bases hopefully should be similar enough that they'd be you know connected together. Um, yeah, someone in chat was mentioning about Steam Audio, actually, and you might imagine that a lot of the things that they wanted to do with Steam Audio they couldn't do because of performance. Well, Arena should have much higher performance because the maps are nowhere near as yep. complicated. So they might be able to introduce all of Steam Audio into Arena eventually, um, much more quickly than into the EFT base game. And now, again, that will teach them things about Steam Audio that then maybe they can optimize some stuff and bring it back into normal EFT. I think, honestly, I think for, for development, I think it's such a clever idea to have this kind of like uh, prototyping base with Arena itself in many ways. It's so cool. I, I think it's going to be really good for them. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Looking forward to any any audio updates of any kind. It, it would be pretty pretty good. Uh, I was like, yeah, I've been playing Interchange recently. I know, I saw and, and, uh, I was like, this is not like the number of times, so, Exactly. But like the number of times just like wandering around through Ollie and there's like nade sounds and like people shooting and it's just like, it's actually downstairs in the, the garage and that kind of thing. I'm just like, oh God, it's like so... So painful, man. It's so painful. So, yeah, let's let's hope. Let's open, hope mm -hmm. and see. Um, that sounds good. 
What should we do next? What should we do next? Well, we do um, I got guns one. or lighthouse. Oh, you got other points. Okay. Yeah, just a quick, quick one here that's in my head. The NVG change they did, I guess, fix. I don't know. Another like immersion building thing I thought was really cool. Having it, it honestly looked like NVGs got reworked. Um, and the footage I show, like, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it just looks different on their. They reworked their... them entirely. He, he said. Yeah, because it looks the totally. lighting looked different. You know, mm-hmm. like the I don't know if it was like the colors or the contrast, but it all looked kind of different. Um, it looked much more clearer, in my opinion. But the the main point I want to get to was that they had um, IR lasers and flashlights now are fully functional, which is like, oh my god, dude! I I wasn't expecting this, and I think it's going to be really cool, really, really, really cool. To have that enabled, um, it's going to change up light rays so much now. It's going to make it way more interesting too. Like if I don't know how effective the IR flashlight is at blinding in VGs, but you essentially have a flashlight effect without the light being visible during nighttime without NVGs. Like, it's so bizarro, dude. It's like a... I don't know. It's going to be so cool, dude. Oh. So I'm excited about that. I think I think that's really cool. Wasn't expecting that at all. Good good for I mean, them. I imagine the IR... I mean, I don't really know how the IR flashlights, like, what the strength of them is or something. I mm-hmm. imagine that they won't blind, I guess, but, like, I don't really know that much about them IRL, to be fair. But other than, the, you know, the physics of it, but I don't know, like, what the intensity is or anything like that. I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, I don't know. Dude, when, when I saw that in the part of, of the podcast, yeah. like, I don't really play Night Raids. It actually is one of the things that I'm like most stoked about. Really weirdly, like I hardly ever play nighttime, but maybe I will with this. Like actually, like it, it's like it reminds me of like the the set piece missions in Call of Duty where you've got like the the nods on and you're like yeah. going with the the uh, you know the 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 lasers and things. Brother like, six, oh my going God. dark. <laughs> it's honestly, it's gonna be, it's going to be so so cool. Like, honestly, it's so cool that they've got this fixed. I'm so happy about it. It's just, like, the IR, like, oh, the, the IR lasers, it's just like, oh, it's so, it's so awesome, dude. Like, I, I just, there's something about it I really, really like. It's, it's, it's definitely a sort of, like, an art style, artistic sort of just, like, feel thing, not necessarily just, like, a gameplay mechanic thing. Like, yeah, sure, it's going to be great for the gameplay mechanics, too, for using those particular devices with nighttime raids, with nods. That's going to be really good. But there's something else about it, just... The way it looks and the way it kind of feels like I've always enjoyed those missions in various single player FPSs that have got that mechanic, especially in the more recent ones um, and especially in Call of Duty. It like it just feels so operator. It's like the most operated yeah. thing ever, you know, obviously until you get your immersion busted because someone just like mag bucks you with like five flashlights around and just like you can't see anything. But until that happens, I'm going to feel so, so sick, like moving around, sweeping targets, you know, just like moving in <laughs> with the IR lasers. Oh man, it's just like, it's such a good vibe. Yeah. I just, yeah. I just love it. I just, I really, really, really like it. I was so excited when I saw that because it's been not functioning for so long. Yeah. And for them to bring that in in this patch, like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm hyped. I'm all there for it. I'm all there for it. I love it. And I think even just watching other people play with it, it's just going to be so, so cool. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it, actually. I'm really looking forward to it. Sure, clean is all over that for sure. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right, what you got? I mean, next? should we just go through like a couple of random stuff? Yeah, yeah. Pick some random things. Pick some. Um, 
Uh, so what's random things like scab boss wasn't like the the final scab boss for Lightkeeper wasn't shown in the video at all. They mentioned nothing about Lightkeeper. Um, I don't really want to mention too much more about that because it's kind of dull. We've like done it to death, but like it's just a you know important yep. to note. Um, so we'll see. It's like the the cult boss, I guess, is the sniper boss, the guy who's going to protect him at the lighthouse. We'll, we'll see what happens with that. Um, we're going to get scav daily quest on fence. What do you think about that? I don't know. Would you use those? Will you do it? I don't. I don't... Uh, probably depends what the. I mean, yeah, it looked like it had rewards. I mean, why? I mean, I I on my um playthrough, I still play scav every so often. Um, so it just seems like extra yeah free shit <laughs> why the fuck yeah not? you know what i mean exactly like... and i'm guessing because we were kind of speculating with i didn't go back and look at what the reward was. i'm not sure if it said what the reward was for anything like that but like presumably it's xp for your pmc i guess yeah it's i mean i won't go too long on the <laughs> rant but i i still feel very weird playing a different role that benefits my player character which is also on a different role that being the pmc um but at the end of the day, I'll take some free shit. You know what I mean? So, yeah, exactly. exactly. So I mean, if we'll, I recall, we'll it was like gear and even um, I do I've, I do remember seeing gear, but I'm not sure about XP and money. But I assume it it's in there. I mean, it makes sense to me. So. I guess so. Um, I guess so. Yeah, we'll just like rattle through a few like random things. Yep. So FSR is coming to the game as well. We knew that I was coming for a while. Anybody who now can't, you know, or people who don't have NVIDIA and can't use like DLSS, they can use FSR instead. Whether it's going to make any difference to people with small monitors, the same way as DLSS, I guess not. But people are going to try it. I'm sure there'll be some people optimizing it. I imagine they'll probably have the same problems that DLSS does. It's like broadly the same tech, right? Like upscaling. Yeah, I do. If it's 1.0 FSR, it doesn't use temporal, like previous frames. And um, it's, it's a much more simpler um, mm -hmm. upscaling solution, um, which has different effects on performance and vis visibility and whatnot. So that would be interesting. If it's 2.0, then it's um, it is temporal and it's you know visually better. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see. That uh, apparently you can use it on Nvidia cards as well. Like it's it's uh, multi. Mm, it's uh, an everything technology, right? You can use it on any machine i'm not positive about any machine but it's definitely it's not locked into rtx cards it's not hardware specific okay. um it's more broader you just probably need to meet the minimum requirements i guess you can't use it on your you know dell laptop with your integrated gps but yeah perhaps <laughs> not perhaps not so we'll see i'm i'm actually very curious to see how that performs and what people's um experiences are like for that yeah, I'll be waiting for the other for other people to test that absolutely, and then watching the videos and then seeing what yeah. happens. Um, well, that'd be cool. More voices. We have two more USEC voices coming apparently, which is mm. kind of whatever. But two right. broken English bear, which sounds like full voice packs, I guess that you could select. I suppose mm -hmm. um, some people were speculating that maybe it's just like two voice lines within the bear subset of like voices that they uh, can use. Maybe. Um, but if it's like a full voice pack thing, that'd be really cool. Um, but we'll see. I mean, that's, it's neat. I didn't think they'd ever add any of those lines. So nice to have. <laughs> Definitely nice yeah. to have. Um, 
what else before we go into uh, some of the bigger topics? Oh, yeah. And then there was like a special item slot that was shown um, that they spoke about a little bit. So there's going to be because right now we just have like the compass slot, which you don't lose when you die. But there's going to be the compass slot. There's like a binoculars slash like range finder kind of slot. And then and then a radio slot is what Nikita was saying. Radio is still yet to be added. He didn't say yes or no. Sounded like they weren't going to be added in the next patch really from just like the, the tone of the way he said it he was just kind of like yeah radio is not added yet you know it's like it's coming kind of thing um so i guess that's probably like a pmc karma thing i would imagine that they i guess it's not coming in the next patch because they haven't spoken anything i mean maybe maybe that's gonna be the big announcement of the next patch it's like oh pmc karma's here guys and we're like oh god so we'll, we'll see but um i think that'd be kind of cool like the interesting thing there for me is I'm not that bothered about just adding slots for things. What would be mm-hmm. kind of neat is if you basically you got like one free slot in each of those categories, but there were eventually say like 10 items. So maybe you have like a pair of binoculars, yeah, there's yeah, like a range finder, choice, there's like a few right. other things. Yeah. And so it's like, you could bring all of those other things, but those other ones that you bring extra are going to have to go like on your body somewhere and be at mm-hmm. risk. So you get to choose three things for free out of like 10 yeah you that's pick and, yeah. and those things you get to get to keep safe that i would it'd be nice if it was that way because like it doesn't really excite me to just be like here's three free slots you put some utility yes. items in that's fine like it's fine that's okay that's just sort of like yeah you're adding more more functionality and that's great um but to give people more choice and make people make choices about like what to take or what mm-hmm. not to take and if you want to take more then you have to take it at risk i think that would be kind of neat but we're just going yeah. to see how they do it um, it really depends on whether they intend to add a lot of these things. Because they've said before, like, GPS and all sorts of stuff. So it'd be kind yeah. of interesting if, like, yeah, you have to take, like, the rangefinder and the binoculars or GPS or, like, radio or GPS or something. Like, it depends or on what a, goes a in what Geigo slot. Or a Geiger counter? Yeah, Geiger counter or yeah. whatever, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. There's so many things that there could be. Um, I really like those, those slots. It's really cool. Mm. Good idea. Yeah, making people choose, I, I, think, we, I think it would be neat. Um... Do you want to talk about the the um, bolt action? You know, yeah. Okay. Or? We'll go. We'll, we'll talk about all the weapons then. We'll, okay. talk, we'll talk about weapons. We'll talk about weapons next in general. I think that probably is a good place to start because it's probably the most exciting one. Mm-hmm. The three three eight Lapua bolt action. Apparently, it's called the AXMC. I'm not a gun guy. I find out about these guns Disclaimer. when as and when they get added to EFT. So, uh, but apparently, it's going to come with a suppressor optional as well. And that suppressor is also going to be able to be used on the Mjolnir. So I presume they're part of, they're either the same manufacturer or they're part of the same, you know, category of weapon. I guess they're probably made by the same people. I would, I would imagine, but I, I don't know. So, you know, go, go and go and ask your, your favorite gun enthusiast for the specific details on the IRL consequences of that. But anyway, so the suppressor is going to be transferable to the Mjolnir from the XMC. My first thought about it was this is going to make Tarkov shooter in general, and Tarkov Shooter Part 8, a much more enjoyable experience. Because yeah. that was the big problem with the Mjolnir, was that because it's semi-auto, and it's technically like a DMR within the game, it doesn't count for Tarkov Shooters. So you can't use it for that. Yes, it's still locked behind 25 Sturman kills, so you can't actually use it anyway, really. Like, nobody, mm. no one sensible who's still completing Tarkov Shooter has done 25 Sturman kills, I wouldn't imagine. Um, but... If this one, so I don't mind that one. I don't mind the Mjolnir being locked yeah. behind loads of stuff because, like, you know, it's semi-auto and it's like actually a sick weapon. And even with the FMJ rounds, it just like nails people. So this being bolty instead is actually kind of neat because 338 is like a cracked round, 
but using it in bolt action kind of solve it sort of solves in some ways that like bolty versus semi problem because it's like yeah you get to use seven seven six two fifty fifty one nato which is like a disgustingly good round sure but now you can use three three eight in a more sensible way but you have to use it bolt action unless you're going to do the quest with sherman yeah it's like you now it's sort of like maybe you want to take the lapua and take the bolt action downsides. Maybe you want to take 76251 and take the upsides, you know? Like, I like that. I think it's, I think yeah, it's neat. They and can definitely tear it out. Hopefully. Exactly. exactly. So hopefully, I, mean, I imagine that it would come. I mean, at the very least, it's going to be like level four Jaeger. That's what I'm thinking. I suppose. Yeah. And maybe it's a barter. Not that that really stops mm-hmm. anyone, but, you know, level four Jaeger from a barter or something. Maybe there's a quest for it too. Um, but I imagine it won't be as crazy as the 25 sturman kills yeah, just just don't do that don't make it higher than the yeah just don't do that because that would don't be... make it like 75 sturman yeah, kills. Yeah, don't, don't make it like something stupid like, um yeah because it's yeah because it's it's Missed strictly worse mm-hmm. exactly it's strictly worse than mjolnir so they should put it somewhere between level four jaeger and 25 sturman kills it should go in that category somewhere yeah. um and like ap rounds like you can't find them anyway right like they're they're i don't think i've seen one this wipe yeah i think you have to loot um yeah uh ammo cases right maybe maybe stashes. maybe they're in slashes as well but like i haven't seen any yeah. um and there was like the high-tech event where you could the mgt the military tired what was it called the gyro tachometer or something you mm-hmm. could battle one of those for one ap round <laughs> which so is was, cool you know, i like that it was cool so it was like what 50 or 60k or something for yeah. that? I, I don't remember um for like inch, each round but um, yeah, we were joking about it as well, just saying like, oh yeah, you know, you get three, all you need is three AP rounds. You can finish Dark of Shida Part 8. Just... <laughs> yeah. But that'd be kind of fun. Like running the FMJ rounds with that would be quite neat. Um, I often don't get around to Dark of Shooter until much later. I'd actually have fun using the the new 338 Balti with that, which would be kind of, kind of sick. And uh, yeah, it gives like a lower access price point to 338 without being super OP like the Mjolnir kind of is. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's, it's really, it's, I mean, it's a great gun, right? So I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd actually enjoy using it, I think. Yeah. It's going to be fun. It's going to be, be fun. fun. So that's cool. Um, there were a couple of other guns. We had, which one should we go into next? There was the RD704, which is an AK of some kind. It looks like it's slightly more moddable than the regular AKs or in more of like a modern way rather than the just like the AK modding. I think, like he just said, it's going to be a little bit better than the normal AKs. I guess it probably won't be better than the Mutant. I sure hope not. Because <laughs> otherwise it's going to be you know, the new meta gun. So hopefully it's somewhere between the mutant and the AKMN or something. Um, I mean, not that the AKMN's bad by any means, right? Like you can get crazy attachments on that thing. It's all going to come down to like what suppressors you can put on because the only reason why the AKM and the AKMN are so good now is because you can put the 308 muzzle adapter on and then you can use that new QDC suppressor. And that's what takes it down to like stupid recoil. It doesn't have very good stats behind the scenes compared to the mutant, which is the mm-hmm. reason why the, the AMN and the AKM just don't perform like the mutant does. Because uh, mutants got like stupid stats behind the scenes, it's just like insane. It's the same as like the MDR and the and the Scar in terms of its stats, but it fires seven six two by thirty nine, so it's kind of like the sweet spot. So hopefully it's not better than that because it's already that mutant's already cracked. Um, so it'll be somewhere in between. But yeah, I, d- I don't really know what price point that would come in. Sounds like it, like a level three or level four gun. Yeah, just doing a quick Google search, it's Grantham calls it the best AK ever built. Um, so I don't know, maybe maybe it's above the mutants. Does it say what RPM it is? Um, no, I could probably look that up though. Okay, Tower uh, is saying that... the Rifle Dynamics AK might actually be semi-auto only. Okay, so oh. we're gonna we're gonna have to see. 
we're gonna have to see that'd be kind of interesting i, I guess suppose kind of that, would, yeah. that would almost be like you know like the stm of the uh the stm9 of the ak world or whatever like semi-auto but can get really good stats yeah like super low recall semi only yeah like stm9 or like Saiga 9 of the ak ak worlds that'd be kind of cool yeah um, so yeah, cool. we'll see. We'll see about that. Then there was the Benelli shotgun. Now I saw some people talking about that before. Again, I'm you know I'm not super familiar with um, mm-hmm. and shotguns, even less so uh, <laughs> IRL. But people were talking about the, the Benelli, saying that it's both available in semi and pump. Turns out, as they showcased in the in the cast, you can swap the Mafar mode from pump to semi, which is interesting. And um, somebody in my chat when we were going through it was saying about um, something like the Spaz Twelve and saying like, oh well, usually the reason why they have these alternative modes is if you're using a different kind of like shotgun shell and using a different um, load of like gunpowder, I guess, so that if you're using a low powdered load that wouldn't cycle the semi, you can still use it on pump and you can pump it manually was maybe like, I think that was what someone was saying was the rationale as to the reason why you might have these two modes. Because if it's like, yeah, if it's semi-auto and you're using the, the, a different shell, it might not actually be able to cycle. Yeah. Um, So... That's the rationale for for doing so, which is in. I mean, I learned something there. That's that's information that I didn't know, which is kind of cool. So yeah, for all of you non-gun people out there, we learn every day all sorts about weapons in the Escape from Tarkov, which is (laughs) quite quite funny. It's an unavoidable side product of the game, which is quite Mm -hmm. interesting. Um, And then we have the maybe the new most scuffed gun in the entire game coming, which is going to be hilarious. I think it's even more scuffed than the double barrel shotgun. Oh yeah, which is. Uh, which is the the what is it? What do they call it? Bre- like breech loaded, or was M- MP or break break action? Break action, I think it was. Yeah, maybe M- MP, which I think in in Russian is MR. Actually, in technically, like we should uh-huh. always say like, we should say like the MR one five three or something because like the P is actually the Russian Cyrillic P, which is a Western R. Anyway, in in our you know Western tongue, MP eighteen, which is seven six two by fifty four R, the Mosin bullet. But in break action, so you open it like a shotgun, yeah, and it has one round of seven six two SNB in it, <laughs> and you fire it, mm-hmm. and then you you open it up, and you take the round out, and you put another one in, and you close it back up. It's just a boomstick. It's a little yeah. boomstick. This thing. I'm still sad, dude, that the Mosin bullet just got nerfed. Because like, dude, this would be this gun better be really cheap. Because I just can't imagine using this thing. Like, why would you? Yeah. Like it's got to be really cheap because I would. It's got to be still. Yeah, I don't. I honestly, I don't even think. I just really, I just am really sad about one tap not being a thing anymore, dude. It just like feels so bad. But whatever. I digress. When I saw this gun, I was like, "Oh, that's the that's the BK18 from Daisy." I'm like, "Oh wait a minute, Daisy doesn't use the right name. <laughs> they use make believe names." Oh. <laughs> uh. So I, it's cool that they're adding that. It's cool adding it, but I hope it's um, I hope it's dirt cheap, dude. Like ten thousand rubles, no more. Like it's got to even like ah, dude. All right, if it's how much is the double shotgun? Is it six thousand? Like seven or six okay. and a half or something. What would the price need to be for this thing for you to choose it over the double barrel? I mean, at that price point, it's pretty insane, right? Like it's gonna have to be like. Four. It has to be lower than a double barrel. Is what like you're saying. It, has to, it has to be lower than a double barrel, in <laughs> okay. my opinion. The double yeah. barrel has like way more utility than this. Yeah. You get two shots Which with to the me, double barrel? It doesn't make sense because you're shooting a freaking giant 
piece of metal, dude, versus buckshot. Yeah, but you like, can't kill anybody except in yeah, the head. Yeah, I just, right. And in I the double really barrel, sad. you can fire eight pellets. Yeah, and you can fire eight pellets twice. And you can fire eight pellets twice. I mean, granted, all at the same time, if you want. You could argue that well, with this gun, you can shoot people past twenty-five meters. Yes, but I still have to shoot them twice in the chest. Unless, yeah, I get unless the you hit them in the I head, exactly. But then with the um, double barrel, you could just put in slugs of some sort and do the same. I just, I don't know. You can. It depends on what you can put on this thing. I don't know whether you're going to be able to mod it with anything. Maybe you can put the PU scope from the... I, I don't know anything about this weapon, to be clear. Mm-hmm. So, like, maybe it takes the PU scope from the Mosin. Maybe you'll be able to put a rail on it. I mean, it looks <sighs> like... I think it it's looks bare like bones, a, It looks man. like a stick. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I mean... <laughs> a piece of wood, a... <laughs> A metal tube. Dude, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for like the Archangel version, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Break uh, it open with a lovely hinge, you know, it's like a gilt hinge or whatever. Oh my fun. goodness. The giant fucking tri rail, the one that sits like a yeah. whole foot above the barrel. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. There, Something like that. That'd be cool. And you got like a Valde on there and you're just mm-hmm. like a stick, like trying to shoot people. <laughs> Oh my goodness! But anyways, but um, it's but, funny. I think it's it's. It, I like them adding it. I don't mind because scabs can have these random guns and yeah, it makes for yeah. some good meme potential. And you know, it's it's always good. It's always good to you know at least once in the white we'll watch landmark just clear the lobby with it. It'll be great. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> There's a la- yeah content for there. Landmark video in the making. So um, I think that's all of the guns that we saw. Oh, we didn't one we didn't talk about was a G thirty six. Oh, which of course. Is, very it's a, such an iconic gun in hollywood and and even in video game culture so that's pretty cool i just love how crappy that gun i'm pretty sure it's like a crap gun in real life like it's made of plastic G36. yeah like it's like i don't i don't even know if it's still in service in some of the places and i don't know i'm not a gun guy. tower really. tower can fill, fill me in on this but anyways long story short it's such a <laughs> The G36E with the freaking sights on it are so bad, dude. Yeah, it's that, got like the sci-fi that... looking like optics, dude. I love it. And it's so, so iconic. Yeah. It's so terrible, it's the actual so reticle on the default yeah. one. Like it's P90 <laughs> material. Mm. Yeah, I mean, look, mm. looking, I've literally just opened it up in, in Wikipedia. I mean, I, I know of the G36C. Being yeah, compact, yeah, apparently, right, right. Um, which is the one that's in most games, I guess. But I mean, it's 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 H and K, so you know, it's the usual like mm-hmm. MP5K, the one without the stock, like M- the Kurtz versions, G36K, G36KV right. is like an, some carbine variant. The V versions, another different variant, some exports style with like some weird sight setup. There's like an A2, there's an MG version, yeah, Maschinengewehr, machine gun. <laughs> heavy battle for increased heat and cook-off resistance i mean oh it's no longer offered by h and k oh yeah some, the, some of the ones look really cool like the machine gun version looks pretty sick actually i'm thinking um this just came to mind this wasn't shown in the podcast you know fair warning but i'm thinking about the aug that teased off recently that's another mm. iconic gun that could be coming in the patch we'll see yeah um, so yeah these are cool these are cool that could be uh, cool i mean they did say specifically that not everything that's coming has been teased and they always do that. So yeah, we could yeah. get random guns that we didn't know about before, like like the org, as you say. I mean, there were lots of people who were really excited about G36C 
or G36 in general, I should mm-hmm. say. I like I just auto defaults to G36 because yeah, it's yeah. the one that's used in like every game. Um, I can't say I'm excited about it, mm-hmm. to be honest, because I just don't know how different it can be from the other guns that we have already, right? We have the Scar L, we have the M4, we have the 416, we have right. the, the MDR. Um, like, how different can it be? From those other fully automatic weapons firing five five six, like I like, it's all gonna come wrong. down. It it is. We're gonna come down to hidden stats. I, I know. Yes, but, um, <laughs> you know where I, was I know where you're gonna go with that. But like, you know, the MDR and the Scarl are already like they're already there in terms of like this hidden right. stats. Maybe this patch is gonna come with a big recoil like rebalance, seeing the way that it's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, for now, who knows? Maybe it'll like throw everything up and down and around. We're just gonna have to retest it all. I think it's interesting now to know that these things exist. Yeah. Um, so now that we know they exist, even if they mix everything up in the next patch, like you know, at least to know like the ways to test them. Like even without doing any like hooky business, you can mm-hmm. go in the game and you can literally just like fire one bullet, and then, or actually that yeah, that you you can fire what well, two two bullets is actually sort of better, even though it's like it's fire rate technically like between bullet one and bullet two. There's like different time depending on the fire. Like if they all have the same fire rate, then it's perfect. But in theory, you can go in and you can fire. One, it's, it's just hard to notice on one bullet. I'm, <laughs> yeah, you could do one bullet, right? And you can measure the time to return back to the center, and you can figure out the stats from that. You don't need to actually have somebody go and make it. It's so easy when someone makes a, a nice spreadsheet for it, but um, <laughs> you don't need to. You can actually, you can actually test that yourself in game. And if you do two shots, ignoring the sort of RPM effect, which is very small actually over two two rounds, like the difference between six fifty and you know eight hundred RPM, actually isn't that much when you're talking about just like you fire one round both at the same time and then one fires very slightly before the other and then they both resettle like it's it's pretty minuscule the mm-hmm. difference you can still notice those differences like the, i think you can notice the convergence differences more than you would notice the rpm differences in my opinion so you can go and test that so it'll be interesting to see what they do and as you say that is really going to determine how these things perform um I mean, if they just leave it the way it is and it ends up just sitting somewhere between the M4 and the ScarL or whatever, then like it's, it's going to be used as much as like the MDR and the other ones are used, i.e. not very much. It'll probably be used as much as like the 101. It depends on what mods it comes with. It depends on how, how you can mod it. I mean, they said there's going to be lots of attachments, so we'll see. We'll see. It could be, yep, could be a very cheap gun. We'll see. I don't know. It's either. Yeah. I'm I'm personally... I like it just because of all the nostalgia of previous games I've played, mm-hmm. you know, so that's kind of what, what the pill is to me, but, you know, it's probably yeah. going to be crap, <laughs> and <laughs> it'll be, you know, I'll just go back to I quite liked it in PUBG, actually. I used it, because I mean, they added it quite late on in PUBG when I was playing. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of towards the end of my tenure. It was, like, one of the latest ones. They did, like, they, I just remember playing, like, I have a distinct, but when I think of that weapon, I just think playing on the snow map. I think it maybe came together or something. So I just like, I used to use that gun nonstop on the snow map. Um, I forget the names of all the maps now because it's been too long. But that was, that was cool. That was really, really cool. So yeah, good vibes, good times. Um, okay, a couple of other bits and pieces. Maybe we talk about, actually, we'll do the other, we'll do the other things first and then we'll get, we'll go through the last one, last one at the end. Um, animations. Okay. I think is a good one. Animations, I think is a good one. So we've had some of the animations teased before that they said they were working yeah. on these new animations and things like that. We actually got like a proper trailer this time, which is where the crouching thing came from, which is, I hope becomes a meme because it's, it's pretty funny, the, the typo. Oh my God, Pistillion uh, needs to say, and we crouch straight into it. Go, 
You should jump exactly. on with it. Yeah, we should just like start it as a new thing. Yep. Um, but it looks it looks cool. They had lots of different scenarios, I should say, as the showcase for it. And at first, I didn't really quite understand what they meant because I don't really think about the game in this way usually. But it said they had like three PMCs running, and it said seven slot weapons, six slot weapon, five slot weapon. Which at first thought, when I very right. first saw it, I was like, oh, what do they mean? And then they flipped to the next one, and it was, I think, it was either something like four slot SMG pistol and grenade or yeah, some, something like along that. those lines. And that suddenly made me, th- oh, yeah, of course. Like, you know, you make a really big gun with a suppressor and like a super, super long one, like longest barrel, like M4, or whatever. And that's like a huge seven slot monster. Or you have something really compact like the MDR. And like the guys have got like completely different animations for holding these really long weapons, which is really cool. Like it actually looks so yeah. good. Got like, you know, they're the, like really like swinging it with the with the big sort of seven slotter versus with the um, the PDW type SMG things. I think they had an MP7 in the shot. The guy's like running with it just in one hand. He's not even like holding it anymore. It's just like sprinting with it up here. And then they've changed so loads of the animations for, I guess, all the check mag and check chamber and all that stuff. That all like works really well while you're moving around. Now they showed like loads of different animations. Well, I, I didn't actually pull through it frame by frame or anything to see what was different to to now. But it looks like they've integrated that animation system in with the weapons animations as well, so that all of those things work in tandem together, and it's um, and it's much more seamless. The thing that I was most excited about was some of the things like, so they said sidestep. Um, I wasn't sure whether they meant lean or whether they actually meant the sidestep that's in built into the game because it was kind of like a lean to the side, but the guy's like foot comes out. It like, just looks way more way more slick. Not that many people use sidestep really. Most people use lean. So I don't really know exactly what impact that's going to be. Um, and the other thing was when your PMC is running around, he actually leans into the corners like when he's turning, which is, it just looks, it looks really good. It looks really, really good. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Was there anything that you saw in there that you were happy about or excited about or anything like that? Or was that pretty much it? I think it's going to be cool. Um, yeah, there was a couple of things. So, like, the... Um, uh, there's there's kind of a lot to talk about. Did you see... Okay, so this... I will have to be brief because we're running short on time. So there was some discussion yeah. about the patch recently where they you know they had a patch to use wording words like we've implemented anti-aliasing um within the network to smooth animations mm-hmm. something like this and then when i first heard that like read to me i was like they changed anti-aliasing like tsa and you know taa or whatever um i don't really understand it but i had to look it up a bit i wish i did more research now but apparently there's like networking aliasing you can do to like you have multiple networks connected to a node or whatever and they can sort of like all do the same task but sort of like bounce off each other and when one's weak i don't know anyways i think what's happening because a lot of people were saying that this network patch animation thing makes desync feel worse which is odd and it's like, you know, I'm skept- immediately skeptical of this, you know, whatever you're saying. Um, but looking into it and with like in- in interpolation and things like this, if what they did is, let's say in theory, right? Did you see Jesse Kazam's video where he put up the old walking? And, yeah. Okay. So with, let's take, imagine the old walking where it's like very stuttery. You know, your, your player position is like st- 
stuttering-ish, or at least the animations are stuttering. What if that's still happening with the current system, but the animations are just smooth, because it's like in- interpolating or, or whatever technical mm-hmm. jargon. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm very curious. I haven't played Tarkov in months now, so I can't say one way or the other. But I'm very curious to see what these new animations, when they come, how the game will feel, because it seems to me that the thought is like it visually looks okay, um, but it it performs worse because what you're seeing is not reality, in other words. It's like this weird thing going on. I don't know. Let Let me transition into what I really want to talk about was um the running animations with the guns yeah. like you said the slots i'm very curious to see airwing mentioned this i don't know kind of just speculation um at least for me i'm a little speculative on it he was saying that it looks like they are running slower with the longer slots now to me the camera positions weren't like great and they were also out of sync as far as, like, there's light posts, you know, one was, like, further back, and the next one's further back, that could yeah. be because they were actually running faster, that could be the case, but, like, even the angle was, like, just slightly off, I don't know, I'm a little, I, that, I think that would be a really cool feature, though, don't get me wrong, that'd be really cool, dude, like, could you imagine if you, you know, if you choose to run a eight-slot SA-58, you just run slower with it out, like, that's just the thing, but if you choose to run a two-slot SMG, you fold the stock, you get a bonus. Like, even if you fold it versus non-folder, you get a bonus if it's folded. And that'd be really... Dude, that'd be so freaking cool. You got, like, a mystery bonus. So that's really exciting. I kind of hope they do something with that. Um, the... Uh, yeah, I think that's that's kind of it, really, for me. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that'd be awesome, actually, because that would kind of stop... Because Tarkov still leans very strongly towards, like, big guns, mm-hmm. you know? Really yes. big, really big guns with low recoil. Yeah, it's um, it's just such a such a painful thing. And because of the way that the recoil happens on the barrels and the ergo, you can kind of fix in other ways. So people tend to. We've spoken about this before. I've got a moth in my room now. Apparently, that's great. Um, so yeah, but we've talked about this before, especially about like the SA fifty eight, right? Where it's like there's no point with you know do the analysis and you go okay, well the long barrel is this and here's the attachments you can get for it. The short, the shorter barrels is this. Da da da. And even when you look, unless you want really, unless you want like, it's it's a spectrum, right? So the long barrel, you can go from min, like the min recoil to something semi, semi good with this ergo range, right? So it's like the min recoil has no ergo and the good one has, you know, some ergo. And then there's like the bands move across like this, move across like this. But unless you want maximum ergo from the short barreled build, if you're anywhere in the overlap points, you just use the one with the longest barrel because the relative yeah. ergo that you get is actually not worth it. And it's not worth the sacrifice. We talked about this before. You don't get enough ergo from running the shorter barrel to make it worth if you want that particular recoil point because you can fix the ergo better by using ergo attachments away from the barrel that aren't as good at recoil, but you take the recoil in the barrel itself because you don't get penalized that heavily for the ergonomics. That's the that's the point. And so Tarkov like very much leans towards longer guns, heavier guns, yep. because 
it doesn't have, as you say, any impact on on movement speed or anything like that. Like, yeah, it impacts your ergonomics, but you can you can kind of fix that and you can tailor that as you will. Whereas if it's going to impact maybe your like, maybe it doesn't impact your walk speed, but maybe, yeah, if it impacts your like actual maximum sprint speed, that would be a really, really nice trade-off to have um, yeah. and would mm, change the meta, I think, in, in some ways. People hate movement speed debuffs. It's the reason why people don't run the Zabralo, they don't run the Samurai armor, and they don't run some of the um, some of those heavier armors as well. Even like the Reduce M, you hardly ever see. Because people just hate using those ones with uh, with the low the low movement because movement is absolutely king in Tarkov, right? Being able to reposition and move around people and swing on people and yep. be able to get back behind cover. It's like it's so critical. So it'd be really nice to give another element that's a way like you don't you're not necessarily like nerfing those guns, but you're saying, okay, well the medium barrel now actually has another another element to it because the the slot length of the gun now determines your max sprint speed. Like that'd be that'd be awesome. I think that'd be really, really awesome. That's so, so cool. Um, and then, yeah, just like loop right back to your point at the beginning about like the networking thing. Like, I mean, I'm not a technical specialist on, on networking at all. I've seen a lot of clips on Twitter of people having the same old desync problems at point blank. In my opinion, um, I don't see why networking latency would necessarily fix desync, so to speak. Um, I think a lot of people have said that performance at range is a lot better. You don't tend to see people stuttering in the distance now i guess also partly because people who are running at range if they're going from a to b they're typically going in the same direction like yeah maybe they're sidestepping or whatever but that's way easier to extrapolate and interpolate somebody's just running through woods because you basically know where they're going to be in the next couple of frames because they're just running in one go like one direction and yeah maybe they strafe a little bit um it's only if they come to an actual stop that's a problem people don't tend to do that unless they're hitting cover or whatever but um yeah, you, the the actual like desync itself around corners. You know, it's the same old clips that I'm seeing people post up, which is they run through a door, they're fight, fighting a guy, the guy's shooting out the doorway, and then they die. You know, like I, I don't think that's really what the patch was intended to do. So, um, I think you can have both. I think you can fix the, some of the stuttering issues around animations and the way people look when they're in game without fixing the desync. I don't think those two things are necessarily the same. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, that's that. But look, I'm I'm hyped for the I'm hyped for the animations. Yeah. I think I think it could be cool. And um, yeah, hopefully they put this kind of tweak in, give if, us more options. If it does, because it basically what it boils down to is it's a slot bonus. So if you choose to bring in a three yeah. slot gun versus a four slot gun, you get a bonus, you know. And mm-hmm. what's I just realized when we were you were talking about this is oh my god, they just buffed the potentially they just buffed the um mini monster. Because it doesn't add a slot True. to your gun, dude. That would be so cool. Could you bet? Like it's actually not a meme. It's actually not a meme. I'm not role playing when I use a mini monster. That'd be cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is sick. Actually, yeah, because then the guns the guns smaller, um, and you get a mm-hmm. bonus for it. But it's worse on recoils, so now there's actually a reason to use it. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. I like it. I like it. Yeah, that's good. That's nice. I love it. Yep. Okay, so before we move on to the final topic. Okay. Flare gun. Yes. Not sure if there's really much to say about the flare gun. <laughs> Not really. I think it's interesting that they're adding different types of flares. So it, I uh, I'm I'm just basically quoting what Airwing said in this video. Um as I said, skim through the the content itself. It seemed like they're going to be adding multiple different types. Yeah, you got to hear your notes. Okay, cool, cool. So different types of supply drops. Um you know, yeah. generic loot drops, weapon mods, um, barter drops, maybe med drops. So kind of like different 
variations, which is cool. Um, mm -hmm. pretty cool. And the other thing was the in the, the the it's not a gun per se, but it's a flare, like a hand flare that mm -hmm. you launch. And I think Nikita said it was going to be related to quests, which is kind of cool. I'm digging that. You know, you get a quest, go here, launch a flare, signal the flare, and then everyone sees that and they're like, oh. This guy's doing that quest. Let me go bully Timmy. I'm gonna cuss. <laughs> it's it's kind of cool, kind of cool. So um... and pocket watch quest now requires white flare to be. <laughs> Can you imagine? Hey guys, doing the pocket watch quest over here. One thing Erwing <laughs> said too, I thought was interesting. If you can aim them towards a target, you know, on a, on a flat plane ish. You could potentially just blind someone, like night raids or night vision, just fire off a flare, and the, everyone's NVGs just gets fry like pure green flashbang, essentially. Yeah, uh, that'd be. That's, uh, I'd be curious to see what all you can do because it seemed like in the video when he shot it, he was looking up at the sky, and he shot it, but it went back behind his head, so he had to turn around to see the flare. So I wonder if it's like instead of it shooting, you know, you're 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 targeting it straight vertically based off your, even though you're looking horizontally, it's firing vertically. So I'm curious to see how, how that works. And we're going to start to see people like run into factory, <laughs> literally bend over completely yeah. and just. <laughs> dude, you already know if it's, if it's viable, I'm all over it's it. It's going to be the five man firing squad. There's like all five people run in, literally they've got a double barrel and a flare mm -hmm. and they just like rush into the forklift and it's just. <laughs> Imagine you're trying to you're trying to come out the door and there's just like flares flying at you. You're just stuck in there because five cool. five naked guys with double barrels have just got like flare after flare just like flying in. You're getting fireworked. Oh my god, that would be so funny. Um, yeah, people were talking about uh, whether they would actually set people on fire or like do damage or whatever. So yeah, who, who knows? We'll we'll see. We'll see. But it's gonna be I don't know gonna be interesting. I guess you could also give visibility at night outside and outside areas yeah too, i suppose um if it's like really dark or, oh, or whatever I'm we were talking about like maybe you can maybe you can fire them around interchange and fix the lighting is something <laughs> we were saying like white flares everywhere just, just you can actually see i gotta interject because you just remind me of something if any of them are green flares i, I want yeah white green blue someone needs to do a video this is free this is free by the way i'm not gonna charge for this um Someone needs to do a video where they bait people into taking extracts that think they're open. So <laughs> they fire a green flare at. <laughs> I'm trying to like, uh, like at which Woods, one is it? Uh, the northern checkpoint. You could probably yeah. pull it off there if it looks like the same flare. You do it at like uh, Customs, old gas. Yeah, maybe. Like new players will probably fall for it. Like, oh my god, dude, you could troll people so hard with this. Oh, the bunker. Um, what's it called? ZB. Oh, was it fifteen? Was it fifteen? Actually, fourteen as well. Fourteen as well. Thirteen and fourteen. Yeah, thirteen and fourteen. Yeah, now. like fire flare <laughs> there on the floor. Oh That'd my be god! Too funny. That'd be too funny. Yep. God, that'd be good. So yeah, we'll see about that. About the airdrops. About what that means. About where you even get the flare gun from. Like we don't know mm. anything about where they come from. I guess they maybe come from a boss or something i mean imagine they're going to be quite hard to get i did see like, yeah in the inventory screen that the flare gun had a purple background which as we know ish the purple backgrounds are the rare 
items, quote unquote. Which, as we know, means absolutely nothing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Pretty well. Man. So potentially, you know, it could be a, a rare Maybe quote unquote item. Safes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll see where that comes in the loot pool. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it does, it does sound kind of, you know, go into a map, launch the thing, loot all the stuff. Like, especially Shoreline with Path to, Path to Lighthouse, you could just go in, oh, launch yeah. the flare grab the loot and just leave. Yeah. You know, if you were spawning on that like west side, that would be kind of easy, I suppose. People would run to you, but if you could do it quickly enough, like do it 10 minutes into the raid, everyone's going to be in resort, like no one's going to be in swamp. And you're right next to the extract. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I wonder if it's, um, you can buy it off the market or not, because you could just yeah, go into a raid know. and just fire them back to back. That'd be interesting. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Well, they did. They tried it, right? And they didn't actually work in their offline mode because they said, oh, it's some... They, Nikita said it's a network entity or something, so it, yeah. it wouldn't actually function. I think they were expecting it to function. And I think the player one... Because we've seen a video of it before. I think the player ones... Because um, the real supply drops just come in in the plane. And then the player one, it looked like the plane was a lot faster. We spoke about this before, actually, on the cast. But they, they came in a lot faster and it was, like, firing off flares because, like, presumably it's, like, not supposed to be there, right? Yeah. It's in the no-fly zone. So it's, like, firing flares off so it doesn't get shot down. Wouldn't that be kind of funny though if you just like you fired off your flare and that the plane comes in and it's like flares or whatever and then it's just like a freaking rocket just, just blows it up and you're like, oh dear. You know, this is like a 5% chance that it just like fails and like doesn't actually get to you. Metal and shrapnel and loot just starts falling down from the sky. I'll kill a helmet, <laughs> like, run! Get it's it. like a bullet hell. You have to like dodge yeah. the stuff. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. we'll see. We'll see. Okay, so yeah, the, the last thing they had on the list, which I was leaving yeah. till the end, which was uh, was Lighthouse itself, where what? I mean, it was it was funny. It was funny, right? Like mm-hmm. the Vic went into the cast. He like went into the game. Oh he got shot God, at by dude. a scav. He didn't have a splint. He was like limping all the way to the lighthouse. Nikita was like, "All right, just restart it." So that's like restart the whole thing. He had to go back in again. He like did finally actually get there, which was which was fine. Um, but what they've said so far, it seems like there's a bit of. I wouldn't say it's necessarily confusing, but what they've said anyway is that the Lighthouse expansion is going to be coming with the wipe mm-hmm. and with the patch. It's going to open the bridge and it's going to open the lighthouse area. Yeah, You won't be able to go into the lighthouse itself. It sounds to me on that basis, they didn't say yes or no, but it sounds to me on that basis that the Lightkeeper and the Inray Trader is not going to be there, presumably, because you can't go in the lighthouse. They actually went to the lighthouse in the cast and blew up on a mine, or to make a blow up on a mine before getting into the lighthouse, and he died instantly, mm-hmm. which is a different kind of mine, right? Like normally mines, yeah. they give you one chance there or was two chances. Some contention on that, mm-hmm. um, but I I believe it was a mine. Not sure why it was instantaneously, uh, but yeah. What was the contention? That it wasn't a mine. But it was something else. Yeah. What, like a claymore or something? Mm, I'm not too sure on the specifics, but it seemed like Arian was telling me there was, I don't know who he was talking to, but there was like some contention around that. And yeah, I don't know. It could be like another type of weapon, like not a mine or something, yeah, like something else. But if it, if something it was blew a, up. If it was like a, a, a AI of some sort, you know, then yeah. you would expect to see a name next to it on the death screen, which it just said killed in action. It didn't have a name, mm. like killed by, you know, the cultist uh, lighthouse. The cultist protector. RPG'd you out of the lighthouse <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it sounded like a mine, it looked like a mine. I thought it was interesting there was some contention. I think it's even more interesting that it's instantaneous mm. bleh, cringe, but um, otherwise, 
Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, it's fine. If it's a locked off area, then like, whatever. That um, makes sense-ish, okay. but yeah. Yeah, so they've said like, it's going to be locked for the time being. You'll be able to go to the lighthouse area mm. and go around and do whatever. I mean, I don't know, loot the buildings or something, get yourself killed trying to, trying to cross over. Sounds like a great way of just dying to me, but whatever. Unless there's an extract over there. It could be. It could be a boat or something that you can leave the lighthouse with. I don't know. Um, and then it sounds like there's going to be some kind of event to open up the lighthouse where presumably they'll bring in the lightkeeper as well, and then you'll need an actual item to access that yeah. and him or whatever. So the way that things seem to be sort of staging out, mm-hmm. so we know that it's wiped now. That sounds like, it's not like lighthouse expansion, but it sounds like some kind of like event to open up the lighthouse. I presume that that will happen within the next wipe and won't be part of another wipe. It won't mm-hmm. be six months from then. I would guess, but I mean, who knows? But that that seems likely that it would be maybe like a month in or whatever that they would then like open it up, which would actually be kind of cool because if there's not really that much at the lighthouse location, but people can just explore it, it allows people to focus on the rest of the game because this is the kind of annoying thing early white right? Yeah, you want to be doing your progression. You don't necessarily want to just be like dicking around in lighthouse. So you get to go and do the normal stuff. You can go and visit the lighthouse location, go and explore it, but not go into the actual lighthouse itself. Fine, that's okay. And then a month in or two months in or three months in or how, whenever they want to do it, they then release this event. The lightkeeper turns up. You then need a certain item to get in and do whatever in-raid, trade, bartery nonsense that he's going to have, but that's going to open it up. And it won't be like an expansion, so to speak, but it'll be you know the, the opening of the lighthouse building, which would be kind of neat. Um, that sounds kind of cool to me. And then, you know, people... Are, talking about the streets before autumn thing, first past the streets. Uh, I mean, uh, it'll either be then like streets will come without a wipe, I guess, or it'll just be pushed back, which like a, a lot of people are saying like, yeah, if you think it's before autumn and they've got all this other stuff to do and they've got a reader to work on as well. And I know it's a different team, but you know how these things are. I definitely see a uh, a pathway where this uh, streets ends up getting pushed back to like January and then they end up wiping with the first iteration of streets instead. Like that kind of makes more sense, right? Like, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. No, nobody really knows. So maybe yeah. it'll come quicker than that, but um, that would at least be a sensible, a sensible route. Um, in my opinion, it'd be nice though, if the lighthouse trader does come mid wipe, I don't really want him to come at the beginning because I don't think he's that kind of character. I think he's more of a mid to late game kind of guy. Anyway, like you go to him and you trade high tier, like tech stuff with him for like, explosives and that kind of stuff so um i think it's much better that way yeah let people focus on the progression and then unlock the light keeper together as a community maybe like yeah once the white starts getting a bit you know tired like three to four months or or whatever then like he comes maybe it'll be sooner than that i don't know but um but we'll see we'll see hopefully it will drive some player progression game loops um i think it's as you said earlier which i didn't want to touch on then too much but just like It'll be interesting to see what they do with the progression system, whether they add any more gameplay loops that allow players to more self-direct what they want to do um, and that kind of thing. Like The grenade launcher thing is like a very small version of that. Like you can go and get the GL and then you have to prepare your raid, da, da, da. but like with the lighthouse trader, that gives a lot more of, well, potentially, depending on how they do it, gives a lot more of that kind of player-driven story because you have to go and get the stuff to go and bring to him. You have to bring it in raid and all of that kind of thing. So we'll see. I think it'll be interesting and exciting, but I am... Well, I'm not actually sure if I'm disappointed with the way that this has gone. You know, we thought the Lightkeeper was coming ages back, but given that he didn't come in 1212, 
I'm actually maybe like happier that he's not coming at the beginning of the next patch and now he's going to be coming part way through because I just don't think he's right for the right at the start. Mm, I don't know. I I feel like I'm indifferent with a slight leaning towards the thing now. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> with the patch. Um, just because I think that's like such a big leap towards something else. You know what I mean? Like it's just there is nothing remotely having an in-game trader just I don't know. I don't know what that means, I don't know what that is, but it's I don't know. I just feel like it's bigger than inertia. Like it's just like the implications could be very extreme. I don't know. Um it just seems like such a drastic change to the the formula of rating, right? Yeah. You know, so I'm curious to see. Um it's kinda like reserve in a way with the with the alarms, you know, very dynamic. Mm. So anything to spice up the raids that'd be really cool so i'm very curious to see what that looks like and can't wait to see what they do yeah definitely i mean they said there's new crafts there's new quests which they haven't shown so we'll see and maybe there'll be some different gameplay things i mean I, i've said this to other people like you know i'm excited it's gonna be fun all this stuff's cool i do worry that there's you know we've got a lot of new things a lot of it's new guns there are some new mechanics but not that many like i do wonder whether I guess this is going to be 12, 13, I suppose. Yeah. Or is it 13 point whatever? I, I'm not sure. It's, what's the nomenclature anymore? I don't know. But like, I, I guess the next patch is going to be much like 12, 12. Because the gameplay loops, I don't really think have changed. Like, I wouldn't say that this set of things is really what I would deem like a wipeable set of mechanics. Especially if the light keeper's not coming straight away. Yeah. Like um, how much is different, you know? Like Right, right. How practice much is really changed and whatever there. is really good. Yeah. Like the practice co-op and all that kind of stuff is probably the biggest change. And it doesn't actually change the actual game. Um there's like a bunch of new guns which I can't really see them changing the gameplay that much, except maybe the three three eight bolty, depending on when it's when it's available. Like lighthouse the lighthouse expansion. I mean, I don't want to be a real naysayer here, right? But like No, no, no. You know, I, I, I kind think the of game felt- the same yeah i think the game needs white because of the way the player base is actually and because of the way the events went rather than anything else um but just like yeah light lighthouse expansion like unless there's some good loot over there like it's only a small piece really it doesn't really change that much flares okay some more roaming bosses okay i'm just not sure how this wipe is going to be i I just feel like it's going to be like 12 12 again which don't get me wrong 12 12 has been the best patch so far for progression by a long way so having twelve twelve again would be no bad thing. Yeah, like it's fine. Like patch twelve twelve was great for like three or four months. It was actually really good. Like I know some people rush towards the end game content, but there's still tons of people who are having fun. The game still feels in a good good place, relatively speaking. Like some of the like three oh eight guns and the seven six two guns are like a little bit too pumped towards the end of the wipe and a bit more bit too available. But to be honest, like we've had much bigger problems than that in the past i think the armor situation is like way better like we're kind of in a problem situation where the guns are better than the armor like getting access to like good armor is actually really hard like so many people are running karans gels mm-hmm. that kind of thing like not, not that many people are running slicks and like super high tier things you see some together rigs every now and then and that kind of thing but like the bullets are kind of like op compared to like the armor selection i would say so if they could just like tighten up the top end of the ammo a bit more then i think that would probably help um but like other than that, like twelve twelve is a real sick patch. So, I mean, I'm not I'm not disappointed to be playing that early wipe experience a second time, right? It's not like we're playing twelve eleven yeah. again. Yeah. 
So that's good. That's fine. Uh, but just like, I just don't think that, I don't think it's going to be any difference. Twelve, twelve. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I feel similarly. Um, I do hope that there is some progression changes. I'm sure there will be, whether it's like more options, more additions, new crafts, new quests, whatever, you know, that's, that's fine. Yeah. Um, but, and yeah, like you said, you know, I mean, I, I just feel like you just have with there's, the way the game functions and how their model their model is like they just have to wipe they just have to i mean they they gotta have sense. something to gain new users and you gotta have new content and then but no one's gonna want to play the new content for more than a day or two if there is no progression because that's like the core of the game um i agree I'm even, though there's, even though there's raid to raid progression you know me learning stuff taking out anyway so yeah it's not that compelling so, um, I do hope that there's some inertia changes with this new, um, mm. animation stuff. I'm curious to see if there's any stuff of that. I do hope there's some recall changes. <laughs> yep. Um, I'm curious to see with that, but those are kind of like small scale things. I'm really curious about any big progression stuff. As you said, I don't think we're going to get anything big. Like, yeah, I just, I just don't think that's the case so we'll see i'm admittedly i wasn't i was thinking i was like man am i actually gonna do the tarkov grind this time around because when i like i said when i was first watching this tarkov tv i really wasn't that hyped for tarkov i was kind of still waking up kind of trying you know get my stuff together but um you yeah. know you'll be in you uh, know yeah. when the wipe day hits you'll want to get on the crack again you know <laughs> you will <laughs> yeah more than likely that will be the case but We'll see. Yeah. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Exactly. The only other thing that I could think of just before, I guess yeah. we will we'll wrap up. The only other thing was that we did get quite a big change, which didn't have any impact yet, which was the uh, the tools for use in the hideout, which we've not gone through a new wipe with yet. That's true. Because everyone already had the tools. Right. So if if they make some big rebuild, because they haven't really changed the the spawn rate either. Right. So it doesn't really matter right now. If they make some big right. changes to the spawn rate of like screwdrivers, the, the metal cutting scissors, that kind of thing, those items are going to be a huge early wipe. Yeah, for various yeah. things, for doing crafts and whatnot. So if they make them quite rare, it's gonna that's going to change the early wipe gameplay quite a bit. Like it's not going to be a to total game changer, but it's going to definitely take the focus away from just like gas analyzers, keys for the rooms, hoses like those kind of stuff, the classic items. And there's, there's going to be some other things as well that are useful because you want to be able to use those crafts in your hideout to do certain things. And the way it is now, if you don't have those items, then you can't do them at all. And, right. and it's like a one-time upgrade, like we said before, when it came in. But we haven't been through a patch cycle, so it all depends on the scarcity. If they keep it the same as now, it'll have very little impact. The prices will be like enormous at the beginning for those ones that are kind of more rare, and then they'll just drop off and just go back to normal like they have now. Um, those items are in even less demand because now they're not yeah, consumed anymore, which is an so, interesting change. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, exactly. So if they make those items much more rare, then maybe. Yeah. We will see. We will see. So that's the only other thing I can think that's going to make a material impact on the early wipe and then stop being a problem because um, it will stop being a problem at some point just by the nature of the way it's implemented if there's no durability on on those items and the the rare even if the rareability is changed people 
once they get those items, they don't need to search them anymore. And then the demand will go down. And then the yeah. price on the fleet will go down. And then it'll be normal prices again. Because once everyone's got one, it's not a problem. It's a bit like the GPUs. My GPUs, now you're better off selling to therapists than you are selling on the fleet because the flea market fee and everyone's already filled there. Everyone who was going to fill the Bitcoin farms has already done so. So now no one needs to buy them. So the demand's gone down. So the supply has stayed the same because people are still looting. Or, well, the demand has gone down relative to the supply, I should say. And so now you may as well sell them to therapists. Most of the time. Um, it depends, actually. But, yeah. We'll see. But, yeah. If it's 12-12 again, it's no, it's no big deal. Really. Despite my reservations about mm, changes to the gameplay loop. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like it. I'll definitely check it out. For sure. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how, how invested I'll be. We'll see. We'll see. It's it's the e all too easy to get sucked in, dude. All too easy. It is. For sure. All right, guys. Um, cool. Yeah. Any closing thoughts, Giggle? When wipe? Thursday. Good to know. That's it. That's all I have. That's all I have. All right. We're up there. Soon. Yeah. And, we'll uh, see. See you guys on Thursday for the live confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> Catch you later. Bye.